What's going on, everybody? Welcome back. Episode two of Psychotic and Iconic. I'm Mike. I'm with my co-host, Nick, and my other co-host, Mikey P. Uh, first, I want to give a shout out to all of our followers, everyone who liked us and subscribed to all of our platforms. Uh, we've gotten great feedback. We appreciate it all. Uh, you know, this is, this is what we're here for. We want to give people content. We want to make everybody, you know, laugh and uh, ride along with us on this journey. Uh, I want to give a shout out to our producer, Phil Nace, uh, who's been awesome start to finish. Um, I want to give a shout out to Just Ant. Uh, everybody go follow him on Instagram, dropping new music every Friday. And uh, with that, I'm going to pass it off to my co-host, Nick. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Psychotic and Iconic Sports Podcast. Um, like Mike said, the feedback was amazing. We appreciate it. Also, if you guys aren't doing anything tonight, Ant will be performing in Vesper Nightclub in Philadelphia. He will be on around 1130 to 12 o'clock. You do not want to miss that show. He's going to go crazy. So uh, I'm looking forward to it. You guys looking forward to it as well. So you know it. uh, it's going to be a movie. And off of that intro song, my dad cannot stop singing that song <laughs> every time I see him. It's it's hilarious. Love he it. comes in my door. He's like, he plays the music. It's like psychotic and iconic. He's like, he's rocking <laughs> to it, dude. He's just, he's he knows floating. what's coming. He yeah, knows what's yeah. coming. So it's... shout out to Ant Man. We appreciate you. Thank you so much. Like it made such an impact for myself and my co-host it's For many been awesome. reasons so, many reasons so bro. Good. it's legendary so, so now good. yeah so let's get right into it man i got you guys um wow i'm nick you're the card master here right uh, for yeah. everyone that doesn't know i am the card this man. is our card wizard this guy right here okay nick i have to i have to bring this up because i'm still fuming over this okay I about that i am fuming <laughs> over this okay so over the weekend, right? There's a Mia Ham card that sold for $34,000, <laughs> which is the most expensive female card of all time. Mm -hmm. This is a 1992 Sports Illustrated for Kids card. One of those, listen, guys, did you ever have SI for Kids magazine? Oh, yeah. Okay. It's one of those little, you pull out that little sheet, it's got like uh, perforated, you know, you. Take take every card out. There's like you know nice and gentle. So yeah, we yeah, used nice to buy gentle, right? we used to buy those magazines at the Blackwood uh, Elementary's book fair. Yeah, I used to buy the those. Exactly. Book fair. and they had those cards in there. That's funny. With Miss Dennison, legit. <laughs> that is. <laughs> That was her name too, wasn't it? <laughs> Yo, shout out Miss Dennison, Blackwood Beavers, man. <laughs> Yo, legit. This is exactly one of those cards. I shit you not. It's one of those perforated goddamn low-quality cards that everybody got from this magazine, okay? Everybody that had the magazine, they got one of these in 1992, okay? PSA 10, so this is like perfect mint condition. Gem mint. Right? So, okay, I, ha I have to now tell you why I'm fuming. I was a subscriber since probably 1995 on for at least 10, 11 years of my childhood. I kept every goddamn car, every card that I ever got from this magazine, I had all of them, every single one, to the point where, like, literally three weeks ago, my mom's like, are you ever going to clean this shit out? Like, why are you such a trash collector? Just garbage. Like, mm. I'm like, oh, wow, okay. And I, I'm finally going through my old stuff, and I'm like... All right, these these can't, you know, these are just literally the worst quality cards. I really loved them. I've held them all these years, but you know what? It's probably time to say goodbye. And I threw all of them out. 
Sorry to hear that. Every single one. I I would be devastated, sick, uh, all the above. Honestly, I, I don't know what I would do. And listen, that, so <laughs> I don't know what I would I do. Don't, I don't, if I threw out that much volume of cards after just seeing, like, how many do you think you had? Thousands. Oh my god. Hundreds, thousands. I mean, dude, why didn't you call me? You should just call me. See, this is the problem. Just call me if you guys want any sports card advice. Just, just hit my jack. <laughs> hit my jack. This or is why I'm, DM. This is the. This is why you get shit like this. This is why I'm like mentioning this. it. Nick, give him your handle. What's your handle right now for NP Sports? What's your handle? NP Sports on Instagram. It's at NPSP0RTS. Give me a follow. I will definitely love to give you guys any advice you guys have. Any questions you guys need answered? I'm the guy. So, like, let me know. But you know? this right here is exactly why I want to mention this, because this slip up, I will never forget this. I, I'm never going to get over this, okay? Because I know actually throw I out? had so many rookie cards in here. I threw them out three weeks ago. What made you throw them out? Because they are the worst I know, especially quality with, ever. Like, our podcast now, and They're we're constantly even, talking about it. Like, I, don't I can't even I'm believe. I can't even believe they're considered by your cards. Questions. They're they're literally just paper cutouts. There's no way. And I guarantee you, I had anywhere between PSA 8 to 10 for several of these. And it's not the Mia Ham card. However, I'm sure they're worth something. So throw that shit down mm. the fucking toilet, uh, <laughs> light it on fire, <laughs> whatever the fuck. Mm. I kissed it goodbye. That's how I wanted to open the show today because I'm still not over it. I'm not going to get over this. I won't get over that for a long but time. Shout yeah. out MP Sports right here. Yeah, I This is the guy it. you go to Absolutely. for any card advice. Don't do what I did. Listen the to me. Goat. Don't do. Listen, look at me. Don't do <laughs> what I did. You will regret this forever. I probably had thousands in that pile that I threw out. Okay? That's how I wanted to start the show, guys. Um, that's, that's a devastating blow. Um, that, that's listen, like I might not be able to recover from it on this podcast, but that's why I have to change the subject. Okay, please let me change the subject. But anyway, be sick, we got to go right into the NBA. Like the stuff going on with Dame right now. Oh my God! Like he might want out, guys. He might want out after the Billups hire, which he may or may not have approved on at first. But I thought like, he liked Billups. Didn't he say initially, Billups and, and Kid? Initially, I think he signed off on it, but. Now we're hearing, oh, well, I didn't know about his reports uh, back in the day when he had the sexual assault allegations that, um, you know, who knows what happened there. He, it, it obviously, they're, they're saying it didn't happen or whatever. Um, he was absolved of that. But Dame is apparently now saying on Twitter he's not okay with that. He didn't know he was seven or eight years old. So, guys, like, if he wants out, where's he going and where do you want him to go? And also, do you think he's out? Do you think he wants out? I don't think Dame is going anywhere. Neither do I'm the same. I'm in the same boat. I don't think he's going anywhere. However, the team I really would like to see him with the Mavericks. All day, him and Luca would be Ooh. amazing to watch. I wonder if Mark Cuban could somehow find a way to move Kristaps. I mean, obviously he would. I'm Sally just saying, like, is there a way that he could he could sell that to Portland? Like, this could be your next like guy. <laughs> probably not Portland. He would probably be traded to another team. It a might three be a team three, trade. Yeah, it could be. And the Thunder take him on because they take on all the bad contracts these days. I mean, I don't know, but the compensation. Obviously, has to be I would there. love to see him with the Sixers. 
Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how that would work. Um, I mean, him and Embiid would. They would be pretty serious. You know who's an intriguing team? Who? The Pelicans. Ooh. For Dame? Absolutely. I they mean, have nine first round picks. They have capital to go get them. I don't and they hate got that. players. I don't hate that, Nick. So I don't hate the that. team I actually wrote down when we were talking about this topic earlier in the week. I thought a team that actually could make a serious play for him is the Celtics. I would throw up because I know. I'm the just Sixers saying would be in trouble. I know. I'm just <laughs> saying, like, I feel like yeah. a trade centered around like Jalen Brown and some mm-hmm. picks could work. For, I think that could be like that could like you know be a little enticing for the Trailblazers to be able to you know start the talks if he really started to force his way out. And I feel like now without Ainge, you got Brad Stevens, who you know he already moved Kemba. So he's willing to pull the trigger. Ainge wasn't. So I feel like the Celtics is a team that's like low key that could actually make that work. They're a sleeper, especially with the yeah. cap space right now. That's what I'm I saying. Mean, like I feel like they're in a a perfect situation to make a a splash like that. I would be obviously heartbroken, but you know that's that would that would really suck. Absolutely. I I would I I don't think Dame is going anywhere, and I would like to see him with the Pelicans more than anybody because I think if you pair him with Zion. And Brandon Ingram, I, I think they would have to. Have a I think they would have to move Ingram though to get him. Yeah, likely, possibly, but they I don't have think nine would... first round picks. Yeah, it, it would Let's... have to be centered around Ingram. I, th- I would think because I think like, a few of those picks, picks. Picks are good, but like you want an established player. Like Brandon Ingram's, he's so, for yeah, real. The, the Blazers are going to want an established guy to replace him. So like, I, I would say yeah, Ingram, Ingram would be in it. Jalen Brown, yeah, that's a that's a good idea. Um, but man, like actually, I I kind of I could see both of those scenarios occurring, both of the ones that you guys said. Um, I would like to see him on the Sixers. I think that would make them instantly the favorites. Um, that gives them something that the Brooklyn Nets don't have. So you got you got a one-two punch that's probably the best in the league. But then the Sixers also have the the parts off the bench that Brooklyn does not have. That makes them the favorite. That makes them the best team in the NBA. If the Sixers on paper. got Dame. And got rid of um, Ben, two first rounders or, or pick swap, whatever. Just first round pick, pick swap, protect the pick, whatever. And Maxi and or Thibel, I think like I still think even though they're losing two good bench players, decent bench players, I still think they would probably be a top three team in the NBA. Oh, dude, I don't give a shit. <laughs> if we can get Dane Lillard yeah, that's what I'm saying. the Sixers, yeah. I'm going to bet that I'll trade the anyone it's not named Joel Embiid. Uh, duh. Yeah. I mean, we, we need to keep him because we can win with him. Yeah. We just, we're just we looking for an outside superstar yeah. to match him. We, yeah. Ben's not it. Not a busted-ass role player. Exactly. Well, here, hold that thought. Sure. Because I'll, I'll say this for now. I'll put it on record. I don't think he's moving, but... Stay tuned, guys. Like this is for real. Like it's it's escalating a little bit. It's and, he just don't strike yeah. me as that guy. I don't. I don't that think forces his way out. Yeah, I, that stuff. I think that they're gonna work it out. I think that it's gonna. They're gonna have to wait till Billups is done in the in the playoffs with the Clippers and see if they can work it out. And if they can't, I mean, who knows? And and for the record, the Sixers would have the most enticing package of all teams. Oh. They have the most pieces, and they can offer the picks without giving one flying shit because. They're a playoff team. They're gonna they're gonna give you future picks. They're, they'll they'll add that on there. They have uh, a couple of you know Maxi definitely all star type. Uh, Simmons is already an all star. But you know what? Let's 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 actually this is a perfect segue, guys. So this segment right here, this one coming up, 
we're going to act like we're the Sixers, okay? And I'm going to give you guys a bunch of proposals that I either saw that were published or were reports, because it's starting to come out now. It's, you know, it's, it's out there, okay? It's really out there now. These are legitimate offers. Um, I'm going to give you each one. We're going to go down the list. You tell me how you feel about it. And the first one, actually is mentioned by Bleacher Report. And Mike, you were you were pretty spot on with your offer, uh, Blazers to Sixers. So Bleacher Report mentions this. They say, Blazers give up Dame for Ben Simmons, Tyrese Maxey, 2021 first-rounder, 2022 first-round pick swap, and 2024 first-round pick swap. What do you guys do? Give me your thoughts. If you're I the pack Sixers. Ben shit and take him to the airport. <laughs> I, I'm honestly, I feel like we would steal Dame for that price. Yeah, honestly, I really do. I I do too. That's a steal. I thought so too. For first, first glance, if you're going back <laughs> to first round picks, not meaning like too much, then like yeah, I'm getting Dame Lillard for Maxi. If you're ben, a good team, first round picks in the NBA. If you are a good championship team, first round picks don't necessarily mean that much. Right. Yeah, that's a the, bottom the, ten pick right there. Yeah, because there's point. only five. There's only five players on the floor. So that's like you can control a superstar can control a game. We say it, LeBron, KD, you know, whoever. So like I wouldn't even the first round picks to me is is nothing. And they're only mentioning one in this one. They're that's they what had I mean. Two swaps, which to me is like, are you look what really? OKC had to up. give up? Look what OKC had to give line. up for uh, Paul George. What they get four, four or five first round picks, first round swaps. I mean, it's wild. But this is why I'm saying. I mean, hey, like the value for Ben is higher than. We are saying it's higher than I don't know people why. are saying. I mean, that's got to be why. Because why Why else would it only be one first-rounder? Because a, a pick swap between these two teams is, what, a, a difference of five picks? Probably. Like, I mean, come on. It's yeah. it's nothing. That's that's incredible for the Sixers. Yeah, that, I'd sign, that's a, that's a I'd steal, sign up dude. for that. Yeah, yeah, but did the Blazers sign up for that? No, hell no. <laughs> so, like, that's, that's got to be. I, like, they would probably be like, you know what? We'll do that trade, but keep Ben Simmons. We don't even want him. But this is this is why it's like if it reaches if it reaches James Harden territory where the Blazers wait too long and Dame's pissed off, they're losing value every second here. So this is this is why I guess they're you know they're thinking this might be long and drawn out and you got uh, two star caliber players involved, one pick. That's still better than what what the the Rockets got for James Harden. That package was mediocre at best. I they mean, were just trying to get rid of him. It was him. trash. He it was a horrible there. deal. He gained 400 pounds for game but, two. But they waited so long <laughs> that he was his. He lost. They lost all their trade leverage. So that's why. I mean, hey, he just doesn't strike happens. me like that. I don't think he's unhappy like that. But we're gonna have to see what happens. Yeah. Like, yeah, we'll see. Who's so uh? What's the next next one? next one? And and this is just my personal thought. If you are offered the same deal, the same exact deal, for Bradley Beal with the Wizards, do you do it? The same deal. So this would be Simmons, Maxi, 2021 first rounder, and two pick swaps. No. Yes, if Dame is not on the table. This is assuming like this is the best <laughs> offer on the table for the Sixers. We're going to go down this list as if this this is the best offer the Sixers have. Uh, do you do it, yes or no? If this is my the best offer yeah. going into next season? Yeah. The Wizards, the Wizards make you the offer. Dame's off the table. Do you do it? Fuck no. yeah! I I want to win a championship. I, I'm not I'm not Bradley Beal for a second putting, round. He's exit. not pushing you there though. But it I'm not be beat for it. a second round exit because I think the Sixers could be another notch better. Not with, Beal, with a better shooter. Absolutely, man. Absolutely, because it's it's it, it gives up space in the floor. It allows 
and B to work. It allows him to be his best. It gives him more space. That's what you want. You don't want him at the three point line. No, you no, want I him agree. To play his role. I agree. I just I don't think <clears throat> my fault. I don't feel like Bradley Beal could by himself put them over the edge. But he's not going to be by himself. We have Harris and we got Embiid and we got these other uh, bench Who's players. Who's your point guard at that point? That's tough. I'm kind of surprised, that's Mike. Good, I thought for sure that you'd be in on this, especially. No, with and the, I love Bradley Beal. Question. I like Bradley Beal. I just I'm looking at it in totality. Like uh, when I say you like still have ben, George Hill, Ben, pack your shit. He's he's trash. But like Ben, <laughs> pack your Hill. shit and all that. God, <laughs> it's I like mean, you know a, it, a veteran starter at point guard. I'm not saying like that's the best option, but they would still have George Hill in this scenario. Shit, get Rondo. They would still have Shake Milton, who could pr- probably come off the I mean, bench, even you, though he's more of a Rondo two. Rondo can't play 35, 40 minutes, though. But just sign him for a backup. We'll I'll tell just you get what. Another point if guard. I'm the Sixers, you know who I'm calling in the offseason? I'm dead serious. Reggie Jackson. Oh, he's going to get paid, though. He's I'm get, bringing he's in Reggie Jackson. Paid. Yeah. I'm bringing in Reggie Jackson at the right price, but I'm, I'm calling him and trying to get him in. Yeah. I'm really surprised though, Mike. I thought you'd be all all in on this one, especially yeah. after the Lonzo Ball take from, from last show. I would still take Lonzo Ball. This man is on crack. <laughs> Legit. <laughs> he is on crack for real. <laughs> we we beat the Hawks with Zoe. He's on crack. <laughs> Big facts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're gonna be on that island for a while, Mike. There, there's something wrong with you. I'll die you on this shit. Believe that. But I would take. I mean, I you believe that's why I'm saying. I thought for I sure he's that. saying yes. Why to would Beal? you not believe it, bro? We're talking about Lonzo Ball. <laughs> what What does Ben Simmons do better than Lonzo Ball besides play defense? He's a better overall player. No, Lonzo Ball is. He's a He's a better <laughs> He's a better passer, better defender. Okay, he can't shoot. Oh wait, okay, whoa, we whoa, get whoa. It. Lonzo can pass, bro. He can pass, but he's not Ben. He's on that level. Lonzo can nah, pass, dude. No, no, no. I, I I disagree, but Lonzo can play, bro. Mike, you could stay on that island by I'm, yourself. I'm, I'm, Enjoy I'm your stay. We're gonna Enjoy have to move stay. on to the next the, the next trade offer because Please. this one this one's really interesting. Certainty. Okay, this is this is mentioned on ESPN. The Cavs, all right. The Cavs trade. I Collins, want nothing to do with this. <laughs> you gotta hear me. You gotta hear me out. Colin Sexton, Kevin Love, and the 2022 first round pick, top ten protected. For Ben Simmons. No. Hell no. Emphatically no. <laughs> taking my words. He's taking Hell my no. Words. What? I want to hear why, though. Just, why? just out of curiosity. Because do you think you can win a championship with Colin Sexton, Kevin Love, and your first-round picks with Embiid? No. 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 I, I, I'm telling you guys, we need to maximize Embiid's championship window. We had the opportunity. So you we want, just need a better player on the on the outside. You want a guy who's ready, like ready I want to step somebody in. who's going to come in here, drop his fucking bags, and say, "Let's go to work, and we're going to win a championship." I say this. That's who I want. Because Nick, I'm I'm only saying this because last week it seemed like I was the only one who wanted. It had to be a certain caliber of player to to make a Ben Simmons trade. And I thought, I mean, Colin Sexton was he was a twenty four point seven. I like Colin Sexton, dude. Listen, He's good. Listen to this: twenty five point per game, basically last year. Last year, I mean, he probably has a star ceiling, I would say. I don't think he's superstar caliber, but he's good. 25 man. points per game. On Cleveland? Can't dismiss it. Can't dismiss it. I'm going to dismiss it for one reason. Two reasons, actually. No playoff experience. And I just don't think he's ready. I mean, like, I don't think he's superstar ready. I'm looking for a superstar. If we're I don't gonna know get if you're going to get that, though, for Ben. Why dude? not? Because Ben's not a superstar. 
He's just a role player who's a good defender. That's all he is. He's he's a good player. He's not great. He's I mean he's a he's a decent player, dude. That's what he is. You need an offensive game. He doesn't have it. No, I I'm with you, bro. He's a, he's a role uh, player who's a good defenseman. Absolutely. He's Rudy Gobert. Oh. 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 Can't do anything on the offensive end, dude. He gets hunted in the oh, playoffs. No, he, create, he creates so many buckets for this team. I mean, he did at, when they lost the, four straight to the look Clippers. Look at the year right? that Seth Curry had. That does not happen without Ben Simmons on the team. That does not. Oh my it doesn't. God. I'm just not a Ben guy. I'm just trade. The bottom line is, I'm trading him for a superstar, and that's it. Anybody else is cool. Real fast, Curry was dropping buckets when Ben's ass was on the bench. I'm not denying that in the playoffs. That's what I'm that, saying. That man wasn't going to miss a shot. No, he was. He was just on fire. I got. I got no. I'm saying no. Listen, I'm, no, no. I'm saying no I mean, on that trade too. I actually thought about it, and here's why: if you take off the protection from that pick, top ten protection, and it's an unprotected pick, now we're talking because we're talking that that's going to be, be good, that's going to be a there. top three pick probably. Then I'm thinking about it, and I'm I'm willing to maybe gamble on the upside now, of Sexton and. Another guy who should be a superstar right away. Now, imagine that. You were just saying that Ben Simmons is a superstar. Or, or he's a great player. He's not good, whatever. But you're saying you're going to trade him to a team and they're going to have a top three pick. Let that sink in. Okay. A top three pick for what? What's that going to help me for? They're saying that he's going to go to the Cavs and they're going to be a, a terrible team. Okay. But it's lottery. It's not guaranteed you're gonna have a no, top pick. No, no, yeah. no. But what I'm saying is, is that if Ben Simmons is that dude, he should go to the Cavaliers and they should be excelling. Well, I'm you not. You switch Colin Sexton <laughs> and Ben Simmons, the Cavs get worse. The Sixers get better. You're preaching to the choir. I'm not ready to say that though. I mean, what they they win a few more games, but they still need more pieces. So, Who? I mean, the Cavs. Yeah, I mean, but the Sixers, the Sixers. I mean. This is literally you'd they be gambling on upside. You'd be gambling yeah. on Sexton becoming a star this year coming up. He's which a good is player, possible. Man. He's good. He's I a mean, good player. It man. Caught, this one caught my eye. The I just bull. think I think that it's a little too much. Yeah. Um, for me to pull the trigger. I'm done pulling the trigger on potential because we did it with Ben and he's a right. max player and he I'd still rather, is nowhere near his potential. I'd rather keep Ben there, quote unquote. But I had to think about it. Um, ESPN had another one though in this same article. This is going to interest. I didn't you, see Mike. any of these, so I don't even know where these are coming from. I saw the one. These all came out the t- like the Timberwolves. Oh yeah, th- this is from today, I think, or no, yesterday. But um, this is the, the other ESPN one. Wizards trade Russell Westbrook, a twenty twenty one first rounder, which is number fifteen overall. We know this for a fact. For Ben Simmons and George Hill, do you do it? And this gives you, uh, theoretically, it gives you a guy who's already been there. Um, so. This is tough for me because I am a huge Russell Westbrook fan. That's why I'm saying I, but I'm, I'm interested in your I answer. Would, I would not do it because Russ doesn't solve the problem. Because <clears throat> Russ can't play far from the basket. And that's what you need somebody to get away from Joel Embiid. And as much as I hate to say that, I mean, he's a better offensive player than Ben, but so am I. But I'm just saying, <laughs> Ru, Russ wouldn't fit. It, it, I mean, if, if nah, it, he wouldn't fit. Nah, I can't even talk myself into it as much stop. as I'm trying. I'm going to say it's so hard because it's like I want to win a championship. But I'm saying, well, him was, could him and Seth Curry work? I mean, essentially, to me, it's like a Ben Simmons who learned how to play offense. It's the same, it's the same scenario. So I'm saying no to that. I'd rather, I'd rather have Ben and I'm not going to mortgage my entire future on Russell Westbrook, who's 
who wasn't in a, a decline earlier in the season and then turned it around, had a spectacular finish. But um, <clears throat> that's tough, man. That's like a developed Ben Simmons on the offensive end, but then you lose his defensive value, which did matter against against the Hawks when Trey Young is getting limited uh, the way he was for most of the series. So let me get this straight: you guys like the Cavs deal better than the than the I team? like that package better. If they remove the protection, because I think Colin Sexton is going to be really good. He already you is. You have to remove the protection because if you send Ben Simmons there, they're maybe 15, 20 wins. But I already I already say no to that anyway. I, I'm like, yeah. give me Dame or Beal or I'm uh, – there's a very short list for me. I would I'm, go for I'm the Beal trade. Ben. I just – that is too much for Bradley Beal, yeah. in my opinion. Uh, I no, mean, I definitely agree, but I want to win a championship, so yeah. I, you got to sacrifice something, right? It's worth the sacrifice. If you can bring home a championship – it's worth the mortgage for your future. It's worth sure. it. Sure. Everybody does it. But the problem is, is you're taking away Tyrese Maxey. Who cares? If you want... For Bradley Beal... Dude, you can't get rid of him Mike. and Ben and your first-round picks for Bradley Beal, bro. It's not worth it. Mike, would you rather go to the, the parade on South Street or keep Tyrese Maxey? Of course. What are we talking about? We don't have a point guard. We'll find one. Yeah, this is This is not talking about, like... I mean, that's a valid point, Mike, but... We're not even going to make that assumption. This is just like, hey, is this a good deal? Do you take it kind of thing? I mean, and then the Sixers go from there. They do whatever they got to do. Um, I just don't feel like Bradley Beal gives us that much of a – I mean, it's a log jam now, shooting guard. All right, well. That's fair. That's I mean, fair. Listen, I my, my, my list is going to be shorter than you guys. I, I would I would keep Ben unless it's a really good offer because he, he has value. I'm not giving him up for pennies. That's where I stand. Um, here, next next one. I'll, I'll give you another offer. This was mentioned on Bleacher Report, too. Uh, the Blazers give up C.J. McCollum, Nasir Little, 2022 first-round pick, lottery protected, to the Sixers for just Ben Simmons. Do you do that one? Some people would would probably say, yeah. I mean... That, I feel like you're getting the most value, but I probably still wouldn't do it. I'm going to say no, because I don't even think we're better. Yeah, like, like I don't. I'm like, not a CJ McCollum guy. Does that make us a championship caliber team? No, like, I don't. I'm saying no to that too because that's not even the best package that we mentioned. If you're gonna do that, just go get Bradley Beal. Yeah, and then that's and that Bradley Beal is a hell of a lot better than, than uh, I'm and, taking Bradley. Beal and in all that day. sense, I'd rather have Colin Sexton too because at least yeah. he's a point guard and he can re- create too. I would take Sexton over uh, CJ right now. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I, I'm I not really even thinking would. about it. Either. Yeah. So that one's a wash. I mean, I, th- yeah. I looked at that one. I said no immediately yeah. in my head. I'm like, fuck no. Yeah. This is a terrible. Yeah, no way. But here's another one. This is an actual report because apparently the Kings have a lot of interest in Ben Simmons as a guy to build around. <laughs> See ya. All right. Enjoy Sacramento, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> Go rock. <laughs> the Kings give up Buddy Heald, Marvin Bagley the third, and the ninth overall pick to the Sixers for Ben Simmons. Do you do that? No, I want the Aaron Fox. I was I immediately. The Aaron Fox or nothing. That's not cutting it for me. That package. Yeah. That's just like yeah. I want Fox, the Aaron Fox or nothing. Fox I would has give, to be in that deal. If I'm the Absolutely. Sixers, I would say Ben, Thibel, and a first round pick, and I would just say give me the Aaron Fox. Ooh. Who I says no? In say that? that again. Ben Thibel and a first round pick. Who says no? Ben Thibel and a first round pick for the Aaron Fox. Uh, that might be a little too rich for me, but I'm thinking. It's, I'm thinking because I, I really like De'Aaron Fox. I love him. It's rich. I really do. But it's, it, it's a little too rich for me. I'd, I would, I'd be saying no. I would probably take back Thibel 
because I think he's a really good bench player for us. I got his jersey. I love him. So I would keep him. But I, I would give up Ben in the first for De'Aaron Fox. I don't even oh, know easy. if you would have to. I, I think that it would probably be closer in value there. You might be able to do... I, I mean, really. Seriously. A it, swap? It, it's not going to be a swap. It oh, would be, right, it would be right. much lesser than having to add a player to the package. I think it, you know, it might be done with a protected pick or something. Ben and a protected pick for De'Aaron Fox. I what think if you, got you could ben, probably do that. What if you got Ben, Thibel, a first-round pick for Buddy and Fox? One more time, just, just so I can hear it again. Thibel, Ben, and an unprotected first-round pick for Fox and Heald. Yeah. Yeah, I would have to do that. I would have to do that. Yeah, I'm getting... For, first glance, I'm thinking, yeah, you know. I'm getting a sharpshooter and healed. I'm, yeah, and I'm you're solving two problems there. You, you're getting a point guard who can create on Unless the offensive Unless you, you might have to throw in uh, Seth Curry on that. Yeah, I mean, like I don't that. even know if that deal will be able to go through. It would, yeah. be, it would be like... Do you think at that also, point we're robbing them? Also, money-wise, it has yeah. to work, too. In, in the NBA, it's, the money's going to have to even out. You it might does, have to yeah. have a third team involved because Buddy Heald's contract's fucking huge. I was going to say, because of salary dump, and that's where you get like so, OKC and teams like so that. So that's yeah. where like other teams actually yeah. might help us in this kind of scenario. Um, you want to rob the teams. Of course. Yeah. You want to rob the fuck out of them. Yeah. Put your ski mask on and fucking trade them. It's like fantasy football with Dole. He robbing the shit out of you. Yeah, real, real shit. But that's that's the actual last offer I have on this list, and it's an ever-growing list. I'm sure we're going to hear a lot more shit. Um, I do have to quickly mention one thing, though, guys, that, that caught my eye. And maybe I'm overthinking this, but Sam Cassell was just interviewed for the Wizards head coaching job, and he's known to be a Ben Simmons fan and did a lot of work with him this season. Do you think that might actually improve the chances of a Beal trade? Nah. Even just slightly. If Sam Cassell gets hired over there, he's like, oh, give me Ben. He's my guy, you know? Like, maybe... He's going to be fired in about two years if that's, if that's <laughs> like, what he's, he's like, doing. Is Sam Cassell saying, that's my guy? No way. Or is he saying, Not for nothing. I'm cool with him, I think it's, think he's trash. I think it's an <laughs> indictment on Sam Cassell. You're the, isn't he the shooting coach? I don't know. I don't even remember <laughs> his title, but he's been working with Ben. Or I maybe he was working with. Coach. I think he was working with Tyrese Maxey, too. I'm not even really sure. I don't remember, but he has been getting this kind of buzz. Like he's he's one of those growing candidates on the list, and he's going to probably get a job eventually. I, I, he might be the favorite for this job, guys. So fair to note. Like I mean, it doesn't really move the needle too much for me. But yeah. hey, any any sort of support to make that deal happen, and if it if it maybe enhances Ben's value, he's if just anything. an assistant coach. Yeah, I mean, I honestly, I, I just want to hear from the audience. If you guys have a comment on what you guys think on the trade is, please leave a comment in the comment section below uh, our YouTube page. Uh, that would be greatly appreciated. We actually really want to hear from you guys. Yeah, hit us up on social I, I, media I too. Know. I'm like, curious. To we see. need to hear this. We like, we really want your opinions here. <laughs> Absolutely, because uh, it's it's a lot of trade talk. So for me, like, there's there's a couple options I would definitely take. But there's options I just wouldn't take. And I just realized something. On that last De'Aaron Fox trade to go back that I, I fucked up. I was thinking Ben Maxi and a first. Okay, okay. Not that, It was Ben Maxi a first for Fox and Heald. I'm saying no to that one. All right. Personally. That's what I was thinking. That's what I was thinking. Not Fiebel. Yeah, not okay, okay. okay. I was just playing that back in my head because I'm like, why did they look at me like I was crazy? Yeah, no, that's And then, that's I, and then I'm like, oh, that's what it was. So my bad on that, but you are fucking crazy. I know that's that, why. but you're fucking crazy. It's all good. I'm psychotic and iconic. Real shit. 
but I guess I guess now, guys. Okay, so keep your keep your eyes peeled. Ben Simmons talk is not going away anytime soon. It literally, it's talked about on Philly radio every second of the day. I'm swapping it's, him it's for D'Lo. <laughs> well, I mean that that was actually mentioned on Twitter, but we'll get I into that. that. We'll get yeah. into that. That's what um, I saw. But for now, we got we got to touch on this Bucks Hawk series because this Giannis injury makes it really interesting, guys. Let's get into it. I let's, mean, let's talk about it. We let's just found out it. we found out that Giannis has no structural damage, but there's no timetable for his return. So, I mean, if Giannis is out, guys, what what do you think's going on in this series? What's going to happen here? And Trey Young, by the way, no guarantee to come back. I haven't seen anything yet. So. What's your take on this series now? Because it's it's really interesting now. Two I mean, two. Now it look good saying Hawks in seven. <laughs> yeah. So I don't. I mean, I still think it's the Hawks. I think they're just better coached at this point because now I think it comes down to coaching because you don't really have a superstar anymore. If well, if Trey and uh, Giannis miss, I don't think you have a superstar anymore. So I think it really comes down to coaching, and I just think that Nate could totally outcoach them. So I would. I still would roll with the Hawks in seven. I hope they both come back for game six or game seven because like it really sucks i'm sticking with my original pick from episode one bucks and seven uh i just think i think Giannis is coming back um when i saw him injured he looked like he was in serious pain so i was like oh shit like the hawks could actually steal the series but then like as the game went on they were showing him on the sidelines it appeared that he was by himself he was walking gingerly but i think he can he i think he's gonna play i think he's gonna suck it up because i think Next he knows game? tomorrow I think, night maybe but even if he uh, comes back if he comes back game six i still believe in the bucks i think they're they're, they're they have a good roster still they still have drew holiday they still have chris middleton there's really no excuse for them to not win that's still. what i'm saying and and trey young was out You've so been one of the it, best teams in the conference for the last few years. There's really no excuse. I mean, if 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 Trey's out, he's doubtful for Game Five. Who? Giannis. Okay. What about Trey? But if Trey's and, out, my like my thing is, it's like they kind of cancel. So questionable. Who's, who's got the so Who's got the better roster? Okay, you take Giannis off the Bucks. You take Trey off the Hawks. Who's got a better roster? The Bucks. The Bucks. So I'm I'm curious to see how you came up with your Hawks pick. What do you mean? Just believing like, in the coaches' staff? Hawks in seven? Why? Just to I think the Hawks on coaching? Have, well, I think the Hawks have definitively the better coach. Trey Young was balling. They play with more heart. I'll yeah. give you that. Trey Young was balling. Cam Reddish came back, and he's doing his thing. He's a good. He's a really good he's ball player. He's very good. Dude. He's yeah. really good. I'm impressed. Um, and I just have, like, like questions about Giannis. We've, we've had this conversation before. Like, is he that guy? He's meaningful. Don't take, please don't take that the wrong way. He's meaningful. He's, he's a superstar. But is he that guy? And at the time, Trey Young hangs 48 on your team. You know, I mean, you beat them in games, uh, game two and, and um, so three. What's your, but, so what's your definition of that guy? Like that guy that's going to take over the game and he's not losing? Yeah. Like, like that guy that like when you – like if I'm in a game seven, I don't fear Giannis. Like I would LeBron or Kevin Durant yeah. or Harden or Kyrie. Why? Even, I'm, curious, I'm curious to see why. Because I don't think that his game, like he can't just, in my opinion, he can't go get you a bucket. Yeah, that's exactly. He it. just can't do it. That's not, but, and that's yeah. not an indictment on him. That's just not his game. He not can't game. do that. No. He's a monster. He's a freak athlete, but he can't go get you a bucket. 
And that's just, I mean, that's just kind of, but, and that's like the name of the game. That's just, one thing I'll give him credit for, he tries. He airball shit. He makes hard, I mean, he misses terribly. But he's out there trying every game. So he it's nothing. Give a fuck. Yeah, it's nothing like that. It's just, he, get, he has no shame. Like he's the exact opposite of Ben Simmons. Probably similar example. game. When the Mavs went know? down 0 2, I mean, when the Clippers went down 0 2 to the Mavs, game three, when Kawhi came out, that is somebody that scares me because he has the potential to do that. I just don't think Giannis can take your heart like that. Ben, like, okay, if Ben, if Ben doesn't develop a jump shot, that's the he game isn't. he should model himself after. He should be shooting for Giannis territory because that is essentially who he could be without a jump shot. The problem is, though, is that Ben Simmons used to shoot. Yeah, I know. Except he's not playing against five-foot guys anymore. Yeah. No, I mean... He's I, not playing against high schoolers and college kids. He's playing against grown men. I'm with you on Giannis. Like, he doesn't fear me because, like, in game sevens, right? So, because you, when you talk about Kevin Durant, LeBron, they have no fear, dude. They're pulling up. They're dropping shit. They're 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 yeah, hitting their period. shots. They're yeah, hitting their shots. Yeah. But they can also attack the rim. They're they're just a well. They're just a more. They're better players. players. Yeah, they're better you know? players. Whereas Giannis is kind of like a one trick pony almost, which is easier to stop than somebody like Kevin Durant. Yeah. So like I I because Kevin I'm Durant you, on that, you back 100%. off of him, he's pulling he's pulling up hundred percent. This got, is, he's got this more is what I think is going to happen in this series now. I think Giannis is going to miss this next game. Okay, Trey Young will probably return. Bucks are going to try to sneak by. I think they probably will because they're at home. But my original prediction, Bucks and six, no more. It's going to be Bucks and seven. And Giannis will be back for game six. Hawks are going to make it interesting. They'll win at home. And it's going back to Milwaukee for game seven. Giannis is back still. I mean, pending, you know, any other issues. But, you know, head-to-head in Milwaukee, I'm going Bucks. Um, we'll see what happens, guys. You know, like, Chris Middleton's been stepping up. Drew Holiday's been playing better. Chris Middleton, though, is just, it's, you don't know what you are getting. Mr. Inconsistent. Yeah, like, we're gonna seriously. Have to, we're, he's going to have to step it up without Giannis. He's I the think, epitome of inconsistent. Yeah. We're, we're going to learn a lot from this next game hey, to see needs, if he, he needs, really is in that upper echelon. Real fast, though, you know you who's know? not getting no flock? Who? Drew Holiday. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know what you're laughing at. <laughs> he's not getting any criticism. And he's on a max contract. And they gave up what the uh, Nets gave up for Harden, basically. It wasn't talked about enough last series, but he has stepped up this series. Uh, I mean, for the most part. Well, he, you're about to see now because yeah, he's going to be a two. Yeah, he's going to be your second option. We're going to so. have to see. I mean, yeah. I guess we'll find out, guys. But we're, we're going to touch on Chris Middleton shortly because, I mean, I don't know if he's an upper echelon guy, if he's a top 20 guy, top 25, top 30. So we're going to have to talk about that shortly. We'll come back to it, okay? But we have to touch on the Suns clips first, all right? I mean, what are you, what are you thinking? Because it, it kind of has that vibe to me from last round where the clips just... They're, when they get in this mode, they, they've been in every single game so far. They've probably been playing better, okay? PG just had a historic game last game. I'm so happy for him, dude. It's oh coming God. back I really to, am, bro. It's coming back to LA. Suddenly, I'm thinking like, oh man, this is this is kind of like I'm inclined to go clips. Like if they win this game, how are they losing again? Clip City. They clip will city. steal dude, their souls. They I mean, will steal them. Chris Paul, dude. 
He better not blow a three-one series, bro. Because they're two and zero without Chris Paul I'm in the be series. With you. He he might be a, like a liability on their team right now. Like I feel like every time he plays, they lose. When I the guess, Suns yeah. were dominating, I shouldn't say that. When they were when they went two and zero in this series, they were playing at a much faster pace, much more transition. And Chris Paul slows down the offense. That doesn't mean that he's like. You know, obviously he's he's fucking fantastic. He's Chris Paul. Absolutely, but he's a beast. They seem to play better when they're when they're playing that up tempo game. I mean, this is this is just an evaluation for watching the game. They look better in games one and two. I can't dispute that. I do. Th- I, I think the, the Suns Clips. win tonight, though. I think the Suns win tonight. In L.A. Yeah, I'm going Clippers. They're, they're going to have to because if not, like yeah, Suns and six. Clips, it's over tonight. If the Clips you win heard this. it here first, people. Yeah, you did. Clips yep. in seven. I'm going with you, Nick. Three one comeback. Clips in seven. <laughs> I'm sticking with the Clips. I don't care. I don't care. I stand on my own fucking two, and I'm going to stand. <laughs> no, on we we had right? the Clips. We had Clips in six. I had the Suns. I'm songs. sticking with you. I had the Suns. You did. Yeah, Nick and I had Clips. Oh, I had you the had Suns. City, city, city. I'm sticking with it too, Nick. I'm right there with you, Mike. You're going on the island. Yep. You're going fine. on the island, bro. You guys going to be awfully upset. Okay, hold Next on. Next Friday, you're going to be awfully upset. Hold on, real quick. You got the Suns tonight. Absolutely. Here we go. I got Clippers. All right. I want mozzarella sticks and fries. You guys are next Friday. Friday. Everybody, watch this right on now. Let's we go. are going to put a wager on tonight's Clippers and Suns game. I got the Clippers to win. I have the Suns. Okay. Oof. Let's bet dinner on it. Okay. You see this, everybody? <laughs> what a loser. Clamp me, motherfucker, man. <laughs> man. I'm nervous. I'm nervous because Clippers, it's hard, dude. Like, I'm just, I'm gutting I already out. bought you dinner once. I can't bear to do it again, dude. If I have to do it again, I'm done I with gotta, this show. I got to gut it out because they were my original pick to win the finals. Of so course. So I'm to stick with them. Yeah. I'm right there with you, Nick, because I had them making the finals. And I had them win in this series. And and just watching them, I feel like the momentum is on the Clippers' side. I really do. I, I love watching the Suns play. I love their brand of basketball, but... You're going to be happy because the Suns are winning tonight. We'll see. Comfortably. Can't wait to have my this, this is chicken really... wrap with a side of fries, <laughs> with a side of honey mustard, mm-hmm. and cheese. Yep. With a, with yeah, a... you're going to have it. You're just going to pay for it, and you're going to pay for my <laughs> mozzarella sticks and fries. Oh, I can't wait. This is really making me eager to talk about Chris Paul's <laughs> legacy, but we're saving that pending the result of this series. We'll we talk about talk that about next it. week. Yeah, next show. Next week, that's coming. Next show, we're talking about his legacy regardless of result because, oh man, it, like I'm revisiting it and I'm I'm rethinking it based on what I see here. I know. This is this is kind of, and I I'm one who really He's like game like, by I game him. now. I mean, I really tend to favor him. I I admire his game so much, but the series. This series is changing everything. This is just like, this series is fucking wild. I love it though. I love, I love, I love this series right now. I think the winner of this series is winning it all. Just putting that on record too. But guys, also like, like going back to PG. This man deserves some respect. Give him flowers. I was shitting on him earlier in the playoffs. So I take I. back everything I said. Dude, everything like you weren't the only one to shit on him. The whole fucking everybody world shits but, on him. He looks but like Indiana Pacers Paul George. Because he said his nickname was Playoff P. <laughs> he started hitting the side of the backboard. He blew a 3-1 lead. He was going. He scored He scored four points or five points with uh, Russell Westbrook in that game in uh, Portland. Dame hit the buzzer beater to win the series in his grill. It was just too many blunders in a row where you just can't call yourself Playoff P. And then all that shit happened. It's like, like in the non-elimination games, 
it's it's just not the same. But in the elimination games, this guy is a hero right now. He's just like he's, I mean, this. this I'm happy for him. You know, he, look, he's, he looks like Paul George from the Pacers. So let me ask you guys something. I mean, Nick, you want you want to add to that real I, quick or not? I, for me, it's like I don't even know where the hate came from. Just because he said that, and then he just started performing badly in the playoffs. Like, where did this hate come from? It just randomly like came at him. Because if I recall, everybody was like prayers for Paul George when he got hurt. I don't think it was hate though, dude. They were they were they were mo- they're making fun of him. I think everyone <laughs> regards him as no less than superstar. That's yes, why. Yes. I think he's a star. However, though, I mean, let's go right into this, guys, because we, we were just talking. We were just talking about Chris Middleton. Okay, we were talking about where he stands in the league, and we're talking about Paul George now. Are they both top twenty guys? No. If not top twenty five, like both, you can go one by Neither? one. You don't think you don't think Paul George is a top twenty player in the NBA? I think Paul George is, but he said both. I don't think Chris Middleton's top. I, want, no, I wanted no, us no, to go no, over no, no. both of them, though. I want I want you guys. So let's first go over Chris Middleton because, I mean, I'm seeing all sorts of opinions now since he's the the closer, right? Quote unquote closer of this team. What's he closing it, out? Yeah, this is this is just what I'm seeing everywhere. Yeah, for real. What is he this closing is the out? Guy, this is the guy who's. Who's getting the shot in the fourth quarter? Yeah, he went 0 of 9 from three two nights ago. No. Chris Middleton's shot of being that player was game four. Right. No Trey Young. How the fuck do you lose? I, I literally called you the other night, last night, and I said, man, I was looking forward to this game tonight. Then I just found out Trey Young's out. Oh, this game is going to be boring. Boy, was I wrong. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I was way I mean, off. I way off P. Way off. I was way off P. <laughs> It's probably. I think it's. Safe. <laughs> you really were way off. I was way off, dude. <laughs> I think it's safe to say. I think all three of us agree that Chris Middleton's not a top twenty player. He lost his chance. I gotta be honest. I have a hard time putting him in my top twenty-five. I agree. Mike. Maybe top thirty. I agree with that too. I have trouble with that. So when we t- when anything we, after that though, okay. Well, now we're talking. Yeah. So when we top thirty is, I mean, that's still that's a lot of respect, right? Yeah, there. that's star level to me. When we when uh, we were going over topics and bullshit and like that, I did a quick top twenty list. This is some order, but not like a hard thought out order. This is just a little yeah, bit of an order. Give us your list, Mike. LeBron, Durant, Steph, Embiid, Kawhi, Harden, Giannis, AD, Luca, Dame is my top ten. Then I have in order. Kind of. Yeah, Luke at nine. Yeah. Then uh, eleven through twenty, Tatum. <laughs> What's wrong with that? No, keep going. Tatum. Keep going. Tatum. Uh, Joker. Tatum. Kyrie. Russ. CP. Paul George. Donovan Mitchell. Trey Young. Jimmy Butler and Bradley Beal. So I mean, those all can be switched around. And you said PG was on that list, right? He yeah, I have he's, he's number 16 on here, but I like I said, those can roughly, be roughly, roughly yeah, 16. Yeah. I didn't like this. wasn't I thought this about this for an hour. Who's like a notable? Give me like five to ten guys who are notable omissions from the top 20 on your list. No, no particular uh, order. Jalen Brown, Cat, Drew Holiday, Siakam, De'Aaron Fox, John Morant, Devin Booker, Clay. Oh my god, John what? Morant's not in your top 20. No. Wait. So, I mean, here. Did you say Devin Booker? And Clay. He's not in my top 20. Well, Clay, he's been out for two seasons. That's fair. Like, fair. That's hard. That's hard because he, he's definitely yeah, a top we, 20 we player when he's healthy. Happen. Yeah. Timeout. You don't have Devin Booker in your top 20? This is his first, this is his first year in the playoffs. Wait. You're telling me you would take Paul no. George over Devin Booker? <laughs> 
you were fucking crazy. That's why. No, no, wait a minute. That's <laughs> really why psychotic. I was saying on here, though. That's what I was saying. It's not. I mean, that's not. That's not like a crazy comparison. Devin Booker and Paul George. That, they're not way off. That's arguable. Paul George led a team to the playoffs. Devin Booker never did that. Devin Booker didn't do shit until Chris Paul got there. So let's. Fair point. Fair point. Sure, but he Paul George also has Kawhi, who's done. He it. does. He did. He did. Yeah. But Paul George has been to the playoffs with three different teams now. Devin Booker never made the playoffs. Fair enough. But they also play in different conferences at different I mean, times. So. Pick and choose. Listen, it's it's Paul arguable. Against LeBron. It's team. arguable at least. So yeah. so they're like. But no, no, that's what I was saying though. When I was doing this list, it wasn't hard thought. I was just rattling twenty names off the top of my head because Ben Simmons isn't on there. Brandon Ingram, Zion Williamson, Jamal Murray. Yeah, so see, there's no way. There's no way Chris Middleton's in my top there's, thirty. But there's that's no what way. I was getting He's at. not don't, even in my top thirty. Don't harp so much on like no, no. who I have. Yeah, yeah. That's I mean, it's that's gonna vary per person. I just had to your break list. your balls because you said <laughs> Luca was nine. That hurt. That hurt what? too. Dude, so, that, hurt, that hurt me a little bit. Too. Are, who are you, are you taking Luca over LeBron? No. Right now. Oh, go, going for um, actually, don't do it like that. Are you no, taking Luca over no. LeBron? Right now, no. Are you taking him over Durant? No. Are you taking him over Steph? No. Are you taking probably him over? Not. Are you taking him over Embiid? No. Are you taking him over Kawhi? No. Eh, no. I probably wouldn't. Are you taking him over Harden? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not. I think so. Are you taking him over Giannis? Yeah. I probably am taking him over Giannis. Are you taking him over AD? Yeah. And are you taking him over Lillard? <sighs> See, that's where I get hung up at. But that, like I said, if I'm thinking about, like, I, I can make a case that Damian Lillard is the fifth best player in the league. Yeah, you could. Like a compelling case you that can he's make a, a case. top five. Yeah, but I'm just saying. So those they weren't perfect. Like, I have Kyrie's on here, number thirteen. You're not taking. Are you taking Joker or Kyrie? Joker, probably. You taking Tatum or Kyrie? Like those are fair questions. Yeah, like you, you, you have. Yeah, I mean, it's all arguable. There's yeah. nothing. Tatum. Like point is though, is you gave us a list right here, and there's no fucking way Chris Middleton makes this list. And he's not even making the next ten. Like that's what I'm maybe saying. Maybe fifteen. I yeah, like he's, that's what he's I mean. the top thirty to thirty-five player. Maybe he's like in that range. That's maybe. still fringe. And that's yeah. That, like that's that's probably respectable. Yeah, bro. When you said top twenty, and I heard Chris Middleton's name. Oh yeah. I actually like wanted to shrink. It wasn't that's for why, me, Nick. Dude, when I was doing <laughs> this, this is for the people. It's not for me. He's not making mine. I was oh, like, no, yeah, when I was sick. doing this last night, that's what I was doing, and like I was getting hung up with Booker and John Morant and things like that, and I'm like, you know. I mean, the only reason I have Trey in there and not Ja right off the bat is because Trey's leading his team. Yeah, t- tit for tat bullshit, you know? Yeah. But, like, PG, for me, yes, I respect the hell out of what he's doing in playoffs career-wise. He's not making my top 20, but he's definitely really? my, He's in my top 25 for sure. Would you take Cat over him? No. No, I'd be going uh, Ja. Who else? There were Siakam, Booker. No, no. Uh, Booker, yeah, I'm taking. I'm taking Booker. I'm taking Ja. I'm taking Clay. It's even so though, hard to talk about Clay yeah, Thompson, I mean, dude. It's so hard. Like, I'm just confused because like, when my, we're talking about we're taking him over Paul George, like these players over Paul George, are we talking about right now? Or are we talking about like... Just top 25 upside? players. Top no, no, 25, no. period. Like right now. Yeah, right top now. Top 20 right the, now. The top 20 best players or, in the world. It could, it, it's, I mean, your definition... It don't matter. What's your top twenty? And that's that's how it should be. Like, what's yeah. your top twenty? I didn't go off potential. I'm I didn't think about anything. I didn't Is do he, any like Embiid. I have met number four. You're gonna have some people that are gonna go, oh my god, well injured, injured. I'm not talking about injuries. I'm just saying on pure what they are. Okay. I got him number number two. 
That's I maybe mean, number one, arguably, but yeah. Durant's got a Durant's got the title. Yeah. Um, most but, people probably don't have Steph in the top five, which I think is insane. But you know what I mean. He changed the game by himself, so I. <laughs> That's but like, foolish. But, like, yeah, PG's top 25 for sure. He's got to be. I, I can't take everybody that was on your omission list um, over him. I I take a few for sure, um, put them in my top 20. That's Just call that your your top 30 right there. Yeah. And I'm still probably... He's top 25 for yeah. sure, PG. Yeah. But it's, it's, fair to, it's fair to ask these questions because these are legitimate questions being asked everywhere right now, especially about Middleton. And I'm like... What are you guys smoking? <laughs> like, I, I know, dude. I don't. I don't understand the Middleton talk. Like Kendrick Perkins on ESPN talking about Chris Middleton's Batman and no, and Giannis is uh, Robin. He, he had too much church's chicken that yeah. day. Yeah, <laughs> he was. He was. He was high Smoke. on his food. Sour for real. Anyway, though, guys. So that that's that's enough for the NBA today. There's there's plenty that we're going to be talking about with these series going forward. Um, we got to get into the NFL. Actually, before, before we do go so, ahead. Go ahead, everybody, Nick. please like, subscribe, and also hit the notification bell. Uh, we would greatly appreciate it. We're also going to be available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Please don't forget to like us on and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. We would greatly appreciate it. And uh, yeah, let's get and back gonna, into I'm it, gonna, man. In a second, I'm going to let you take over with this topic, all right? But guys, while you're on Apple and Spotify, follow us. Give us a review, too. If you're, if you're liking what you're hearing, five stars, please. We would be so thankful, okay? Because we want to grow, too. We, we want to be able to give you guys better content. Like, we, we want to grow together, okay? So, please, like, if you're liking the show, give us your honest feedback. Give us the five stars. If not, uh, if you're not liking what you're hearing, still, we want to hear your feedback. So, reach out to us. You can DM us on our, on our social platforms. Um, we just want to hear from you, though, for real. So, Nick, um, I'm going to let you take this, all right? Because this, this is big time. So You're going to have to announce this. Breaking news on uh, starting yesterday, actually, <clears throat> that every NCAA athlete in the country will be able to make money from endorsements and through a variety of other ventures. That's exciting. I'm happy for them because wow. they actually deserve to get paid. It's about wow. time. Shit, you're going to sell my jersey to, at, the, at, the, at the campus bookstore? But I can't make a dime off that. That's my fucking number. I'm Imagine running, LeBron James selling his, his, selling his shoes and not making any money off of his shoes. It's, that's my point. When if they're I, getting made probably for 10 cents. In that's my point. If I'm a running back at Temple and I wear number five and I see my jersey hanging in the bookstore, fuck, I want to get paid for that shit, man. That's I my know. jersey. You're, you're representing my number. Yo, did you see that podcast with Johnny Manziel? Uh, I forget what podcast it was. And he was talking about making money. And he yeah, said somebody came up to signing him. Signing autographs, about 1,000 autographs. He said, yeah, how, do you, how, how about you want to make 30 grand? I'm like, fuck yeah, I do. He said he went in a hotel room. They gave him the key. And there was shit all over the bed, all over the bureaus. He signed everything. They left him uh, 30 grand in a safe. They gave him the code after he uh, videoed that he signed everything. Yeah, yeah. And he took the money and left. I love that when he was honest about that. Because I know everybody's doing that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'll yeah. be honest with you. If I was a college athlete, I'm doing the same shit. Yeah, everybody is. I mean, it's guys, hard times in college, so yeah. fuck you. I don't give the a shit. The NCAA is a joke, guys. <laughs> yeah, they're what, the worst, what a total dude. joke they are. I know. It what is. a really joke. It is, and it took them this long? Like, it's extortion. It's it, totally extortion. <laughs> it's legalized extortion. Absolutely. But I'm really Facts. happy for the for the players. They can, you know, get their credit. So they definitely deserve it. I mean, hell, they were on video games and they weren't getting paid. Do you see so. how much money they're making these colleges? Like, come on now, NCA. What the hell took you so long? 
I mean, good for Creed. the players. Good for the players. You know what? Clap. Clap for this. Creed. Finally. Finally, guys. Good yeah. for you. Yeah, I'm 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 happy about that news. I'm I mean, right there. I thought with that you. was really, I'm kind of surprised really to be honest, too. I'm shocked. I mean, because the NCAA is just salty about everything. They were, getting, so. they were getting so much pressure, though. So I, in a way, I'm not. But I'm just shocked that it actually happened. But the pressure from the outside was like deafening. It caved in on them. Yeah, because you had athletes doing it. You had com like uh, people on ESPN, commentators and stuff. Like they were getting it from every single angle. Guys, the revenue with these tournaments, like the football, the yeah, football stuff, the Yeah, think of the, the, the Mark tournament. Billions with a B. Billions of dollars. <laughs> yeah. Billions of dollars of revenue, <laughs> and you can't give any of that to the players. Seriously, I know man, these players crazy. make it what it is. It's I, about time. I'm happy for them. That's that's really. I mean, I'm I'm interested to see if there's any rules to it. Yeah, because we'll, we'll it have to see. Just came out. There so, definitely will be. But like the fact that it's it's finally happening and it's happening now. I mean, I thought it was going to take a few years. Dude, imagine few if Zion Williamson you know? was allowed to make money. Oh my god! But I wonder how much they're actually going to make like that's what i'm saying like what is what are the guidelines there's got to be like a guideline here yeah we're gonna we're gonna see some more stuff trickling out but this is like hallelujah good for the players um and you know what this is probably good for the, the sports even too because now like they're gonna they're gonna be able to advertise more like everybody's winning here they're losing one, part of the money i have uh, one but concern. they're gaining it back too you know i got one concern about this though go ahead does these does it make it like these players less hungrier? And that's gonna be that's gonna be fair to take note of. No, I, I mean, think it makes them more hungry. Really? Yeah. Yeah, but what if they make a lot of money and then they make it to the next stage, the pros, and now you're seeing them fizzle out sooner because they're like, oh, I already made my money. I don't give a shit about this. I, I don't not, care. I'm already rich. I don't think they're gonna get like that rich though. Like I don't think it'll be that crazy where it's gonna be a life changing amount of money. I think it's going and to not be for nothing, but, but look at the, the Raiders with Jamarcus Russell and stuff like that. You can't predict that. You either got the right shit or you don't. Some of those top name guys, though, they might make enough money, but the other guys, like they'll be happy, and and who knows what happens with most of them. But at least they're getting something. Um, we're gonna have to see. Well, like, think about the, it. The structure is gonna be interesting. All right, so set. You're 19 years old. You go to college. You have the opportunity to make your family money. You're from, you know, you're from a poor family or whatever it is. That hunger that you have that's burning inside of you, what makes it any different than going to the NFL in two years? Why can't you do that now and start giving your money family and start providing and things like that? So essentially, it could just start two years or, or a year earlier. Like I said, it's just it's what you're made of at that point for me. No, I I, I totally agree with you. It, it really is what you're made of and your character. Yeah. But my thing is, like, a 17-year-old freshman, and he's making... Just say he makes $100,000. He's like the freshman phenom of the campus. He's the shit. Oh, well, you're making yeah. $100,000. I, th I think your mindset's different. In man. about 20 years or so, As there's definitely going to be kid. a documentary on somebody that did this and really fucked his life up. As much as I hate to say that. Because of this. It's going to get to somebody's head, yeah. though. Like, could you imagine Johnny Manziel making $250,000 when he's That's 19 years old? Yeah. Like your 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 drive yeah. is different. Like your your vision for different certain. Now. Yeah. What yeah. about like guys like Maurice Claret would have probably just taken it to the bank and not even gone to the pros. Yeah. But you it's know, individual. Like, it comes down to individual responsibility. Yeah. Sure. So sure. that's just that, that's where I'm at. One it. other thing though that I have to mention here that that I think will come in time is I think eligibility rules are also going to change. Like getting drafted into the pros, if you're making money already as a freshman sophomore. 
like why can't you go to the pros you know like the like in the nfl especially i think the eligibility rules like going out for the draft might change as a result and especially like especially in football when guys like their bodies break down over time um maybe they reduce it by a year so that guys can go out after one year um but pay attention to that pay attention to that yeah i'm just curious to see the guidelines because basketball already might let high school players in so i mean that could be happening in the next couple years guys and and then these draft picks we've been talking about are going to be even more valuable so yeah something to pay, pay attention to though but let's go to the nfl and of course we have to lead off with the goat nick's boy tom brady because there's always news about Tom Brady. This guy's so entertaining. I love him now. Ever. I love him now. I literally, I can't get enough of I him right now. I wish we had this Tom Brady for 20 years. Me too. Because we would have so many more sound life. bites. I needed that. What? But God, I needed that Tom Brady in my life. Because this guy is so entertaining. Sad. I'm like waiting to see what he's going to say. now. Because he's unpredictable. I now. love I it. But, but here's why I have to Just mention again. Yeah. <laughs> there's there's an update here. We talked about this last show. We talked about, you know, the team. Oh, I... I can't believe they would pick that motherfucker over me. Uh, you know, we were trying to decide which team that was, right? Well, Nick, you're going to love this. League insiders say they think it was the Raiders. And I tried this. Now, hold on. <laughs> Guess what, man? Guess what? Guess who called that? Guess who said that last week? I tried. Our, our very own. own. Our very own. The Raiders. <laughs> <laughs> the Las Vegas Raiders. It was 100% the Raiders. You're a Raider. It was the Raiders. During the offseason, there was reports about Vegas being in the hunt for Brady. And Brady actually was willing to actually go there, apparently. I don't even know why he would go there, though. Business. TV 12 business. That's exactly what it was. I tried to show him. June's very own. Put the camera on him, Phil. That's right. I tried. I tried to, to relay this information. We are the news. Psychotic and iconic sports podcast is the news. I can't even believe who the hell said the Raiders. Raiders. We know our shit. <laughs> I can't believe you. I'm just gonna that, say dude. it. I just know the Raiders because I know Brady. I was watching that, and I, once I read that, I just start laughing. I'm like, no way. Start taking notes, everybody. Yeah, I was like, we know oh our shit. Oh my god! Like Nick, I was. Kudos to you. Appreciate it. Wow, man. look at you. that. I mean, that's awesome, appreciate bro. For, I love that. But that just, I have to. I just can't get. I still can't <laughs> believe that. I have to still ask you guys though, even like because this is just a report. And it's likely true. I'm sure that was leaked out by whoever uh, filmed that whole segment, right? I still have to ask you guys if you believe it's true. Actually, yeah, now I do because I think it makes the most sense. Mm-hmm. Because he didn't have interest in him. They didn't have interest in him, and he didn't like he didn't want to go there, which is why initially I said I didn't think it was the Raiders. But after watching the shop, and he's saying like they they didn't want him, and he's like, oh, you're sticking with him, and just so. They don't want I feel, me, and I know what that means, yeah. and I'm gonna fuck you up because yeah, so of that. I, feel I like, love that shit. Yeah, like I feel That's like my goat. I feel like <laughs> That's that my fucking would goat. be Derek Carr is the quarterback to hear that from. Poor guy, like that guy doesn't want to hurt anybody. He's the I nicest know. guy ever. He's oh, religious. Poor him. Fuck him, dude. Yeah, but wait, fuck but wait, because we know what Nick's opinion is. He was right, and he's he's not gonna back down from that. Of course, he's gonna say he he believes it, and I, I think he's right too. I think that Nick was right. It just ma- and, it and, makes sense. And here's why. There was one there was one comment that leaked out of this whole thing where 
Tom Brady says he wasn't going to go there anyway. Of course he's not going to play for the Raiders. Their, their defense is trash. That's why, too. And what were we saying on that last, uh, when we were talking about it, on that last segment, we were saying, I'm like, the Raiders aren't good. Like, I don't know why he would want to go there. And then when he said, I didn't want to go there to begin with, I'm like, okay, well, you just answered the que- my, yeah, he's my still, question. Yeah, he was still disrespected. I'm sure somewhere along the line this season, he was like, thinking about the Raiders in pregame, he's like, oh, Wait till yeah. you see this game, guys. Yeah. Wait till you see this, John Gruden. Them. Smashed them. He had like four touchdowns that game. Yeah, God, it, it us, adds up. Tell me what John Gruden would be saying right now in your Gruden voice. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I want to hear it because Mike's, Mike's good at this. I almost said Ryan Danny Hill. <laughs> but uh, that Brady, he's uh, he's special. <laughs> Probably like, man, I'm, I'm going to get fired in a year. <laughs> yeah, I... I He's past his prime, too. It was funny because last episode I said a, a report's going to come out, whether it's fabricated or not. I don't care. That report's coming out. I know, dude. Out. I and know. And a report came out, and it was kind of crazy that it matched the team that I said. So It matched, like, what, what you said and in it totality. It actually made sense, yeah. too. Like, what you said when you follow his quotes literally, like, it, matches up It everything. makes sense. Everything that he was saying, like, you could look at the Raiders and you'd be like, okay, that adds up. Mm-hmm. That adds up. Then you look back at the game, and he blows them out. Says on the shop, I wanted to fuck them up, and he really <laughs> did. And you're like, okay, well, thank you. And he's got a history with the Raiders anyway, playoffs. You know, I mean, the, the tuck rule game. Yeah, and you don't he, think Gruden wanted to beat him? Of that game. Yeah, you don't think Gruden wanted to beat him? Oh, my God, yeah. I think that's the reason why he came back. He, he did. That's what he Raiders. said, yeah. <laughs> Ain't going to happen, buddy. And the, honestly, like, this is all just irony. Like, shitting on the Raiders, and then also, like, he's like, oh, well, you know what? Gruden won with the Bucks, and he thinks he's hot shit. Yep. I'm going to go there, too. I'm going to win with the Bucks. I mean, I'm thinking maybe <laughs> there's some motivation there, too. Like, you can't Who even knows, put man. it past him. Anything that motivates this guy, just watch what you say to this guy. Watch what you say about him. Watch what you, what you say to him. Watch the fuck out. Bro, like, this, he said this it to guy, Honey Badger in the Super Bowl. You can read his lips when they got in each other's face. And he's like, you see, I'm going to go your way. This guy's Ten motivated minutes later, when... He threw a touchdown his way to Antonio Brown. <laughs> This guy's motivated when you he's say best, dude. when you best. say he doesn't uh, I hate him. eat a French fry. This guy is motivated. He's like the best, dude. Seriously, you gotta love it though. But um, we're gonna have to move on, guys. I mean, I we're gonna always talk about Tom Brady here. This is this is this is for Nick. You know, this gets him going. So Nick, th- this is another thing that's gonna get you going. We gotta go into cards. We gotta go into this weekend. Nick, tell me what's going on this weekend in Wildwood. Everybody, there is a sports card show. It's going to be over 100 tables. It's going to be hosted today at 3 to 9 in Wildwood uh, Convention Center. Tomorrow, Saturday, July 3rd, uh, it's going to be from 10 to 9. And then Sunday, July 4th, there's also a show from, I believe, 10 to 5 p.m. So um, I'm going to be there all weekend. Probably not Friday, but if you guys are going to be there, please shoot me a DM. I would love to hang out with you guys, catch up, talk sports cards. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to be there. So, hope, you know, hopefully I see you guys there. You guys coming along? I got family time, bro. I like that. I'll be on vacation. Respect that. <laughs> Respect that. My, my wife's got a big milestone birthday. Shout out to Jillian. Big 30. Uh, yeah, 30 I 30. wasn't going to say that. Working on However, damn, that's a fine-looking 30. So, I am going to say it. There you go. Good for Happy you, birthday, babe. Jillian. All right. I'm going to be with her. And the fam, we're, we're on vacation. I'm still coming back for the show, though. I'm going to come back for the show. Um, dedication. It's going to be awesome. That's real dedication. It's be awesome. I'm, I wish I'm you guys blood, were sweat, and tears, guys. I'm all in with this. Yeah. I but, wish you guys were coming. Happy birthday, Jill, again. Happy 30th. Happy birthday, Jillian. 
and happy Fourth of July, right, guys? I mean, yeah, absolutely, it's a holiday weekend. Enjoy it however you want to enjoy it. Nick, I would have been there if not uh, for I'm, sure. I'm pumped about it. I can't wait. Yo, my brother's asking me about cards now. My brother used to collect too. He's like, "Damn, tell Nick about this card." So expect that soon too. Is it indoors? It's indoors. Oh, okay, it's free admission. Uh, also, um, there's no charge to get in. So just go in there, just <laughs> get the experience. Even if you don't want to buy anything, get the experience because negotiations is like, it's a real skill. You I know? really want to see you face do this to face to somebody and negotiate. Like I love a, a negotiating. Deal. It's just a different dynamic to the whole thing. So it's 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 cool. It's a good learning experience, and you know, I hopefully. I, we see somebody I, out I there. I love that, negotiating. Uh, How do you think I got Jillian to marry me? <laughs> I mean, seriously, she's way out of my league. Oh, shit, I got to work on Shout my Shout out, skills, Jillian. <laughs> love you. I got to work on I my love skills. you. I got to dust it up. Yeah, but wait. But wait. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, dude. Fuck, I got to do some negotiations. Hold on one sec, though. Hold on one sec. <laughs> Phil, put the camera on me because I got a message for the family, all right? And I mean RP and I family. Guys. So we, we put out a poll earlier in the week asking if you were interested in a segment hosted by Nick regarding cards and investing in cards. The polls were overwhelmingly favoring Nick's segment. And guys, I'm here to tell you, we got an announcement right here, right now. We will be having this series. It's going to start this weekend while at the card show because Phil's a producing god, okay? Phil is going to be with Nick, um, <clears throat> walking through this stuff with him. I mean, hopefully we get some sort of recording. However, um, we're going to have this series, guys. And it's yeah, going to be a guide to sports cards investments hosted by Nick. You you ought to pay attention. I'm telling you, I already told game. you what I tell you in the beginning of the show about me and him. Absolutely. If you guys Don't be me. Money, if you guys Listen to this guy. Money, if you guys want to make money, please hit me up. Let me know what you guys think. If you have any comments, questions, anything. I'm willing to help you guys out to make some money. That's the, the end result. So. At NP Sports. At, At NP Sports. NP Sports. So, um, Put it on the board. Yeah, so I'm, I mean, I'm thinking we go live Saturday at the show. We go live and we get a sneak peek. Perfect opportunity. They got to see the master at, at, at work. Yeah. I mean, it's just facts. Yeah. We're a GoPro. Okay. <laughs> 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 but I'm gonna I'm gonna lead into the next one next segment with this, okay? Actually, I wanna I wanna pass it off to you, Nick. Yeah, please, please. Because your I, research, I, I mean, honestly, I'm blown away, guys. Listen to this. Now? We're staying with cards. We're right, right. we're staying with cards you, okay. right now, Nick. I, I mean, you have to mention this to the audience because I'm just I can't even believe what I heard. I cannot believe it. Please tell us. It was funny. So I'm doing my research and I'm just thinking of like old players. Right. So let me ask you before I get there, let me ask you guys a question. Is Ezekiel Elliott a Hall of Fame running back trajectory? I know the easy answer, but I'll let you go first, Mike. How about this? Uh, How about this? Damn, I was trying to think for a minute. How about this? I'm not even thinking. Hall of Famer. No. No. Hell no. There you go. No. There you go. That leads my point. Great. What do you think? Hall know. of Fame. He's only been in the league for. But he's let been me tell you, the best. Me, he's been a top two or stats. three back. Go ahead. Let me Go tell ahead. you his career stats right now. In five years, he has six thousand three hundred and eighty-four rushing yards. He averages four point five yards per carry, and he has forty-six total touchdowns. Five years. What do you think? It's. T- <sighs> he was a machine. Yeah, dude. It's tough. I mean, I don't. I don't. 
but he's run down now. I, I, I think, don't know if he's run down though. I think he's got a couple of good years, but no, one no longer year. like top. And shelf. last year wasn't he wasn't bad last year. Nah. So I think that. Damn, dude, I don't know. Okay, I don't he's, know. Like, he's still a top ten back right now. I'm not saying like yeah, I'm not I gonna throw that much shade. Yeah, no, I can't. I can't answer that right now. I don't. I I think that I I guess I would lean. Is he trajecting towards it? (laughs) (laughs) So let me ask you a question. Is he trending that way? I'm trying to think. I'm trying to actually like. So let me read these stats off to you. I'm not going to name the player. I'll reveal it afterwards. And you tell me if 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 it's better. 7,643 rushing yards. This is all in five-year span, right? This is the last five years of of his career. Last five of an unknown name player that I will reveal after I tell the stats. Seven thousand six hundred and forty-three rushing yards, four point eighty-one yards. Wait, four point eight one yards per carry, and forty touchdowns with three hundred and two catches, two thousand six hundred and thirty-one receiving yards, and five TDs. Do you know who that player is? This is going to shock you. Not it's, ama- it's amazing. I mean. You, you want Just, to know? Tiki fucking Barber. Tiki Barber was good. I mean, good. I don't... Yeah. Good. He was great. He was yeah, good. No, right? no, no. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like Tiki Barber was... Let me, wait, let me take this perfect. for a second because, I mean, Giants bias, national bias. This guy got, got trashed because of his fumble issues. He was great, okay? Let me just put that out there. This This guy was a great running back. He was really good. He was really good, and he had a nice long career in which he produced the whole time. He was really good, guys. I don't, I don't think he got enough love. I love watching Tiki play, even though I hated the Giants. I love watching him play. I just want to put that out there, and this is this is an all-purpose back. He catches the ball too. Yeah, you know? I, I mean Tiki Barbu, obviously he was he was awesome. I just my thing is is like referring back to Zeke. I don't know, like I feel like right now I'm in between, like because I don't know if he's on the Demarco Murray track. Where he had a couple great years and is just getting ready to fall off the cliff. That would be awful. <laughs> yeah, like I just don't. I don't know. That's, that's what I'm saying. Like it's too early for me. Off. Yeah, like that's just too early for me. Now, granted, he went to the Eagles and ruined everything. But that was like the biggest fall off I've ever seen in a running back. It was horrible. Yeah, time. I don't think that's happening because he was definitely like scheme exclusive. I think Zeke that he's just clearly say, a better player say, than he. I would say Zeke is, is trending towards it. I would because I think overall Zeke is just. A, I think he's a, an excellent running back. So yeah, I would lean. I would. I would say yes that he's trajecting towards the Hall of Fame. Okay. Okay. I say not a chance, but that doesn't mean that I don't think he's valuable in the card world, and that doesn't mean that I don't think he was a hell of a player at the top of his game. He was. I. But I just feel fucking, like he, I feel he was like, the best running back in football for at least a year. He was top two or three. For I just feel like you're talking career. about him like he's been in the league for ten years. He's just had so much run, bro. He's, I mean, he's had so much run. See, like my thing touches, to- touches, touches. Just a lot of contact, a lot of injuries now. Um, yeah, I think that I'm the telling, I've been saying so. He's gonna have a bounce back year. Well, so I think he's gonna have a big year. Bounce back in terms of I think overall overall production probably should be higher this year because the offense will be better with Dak, and the offensive line is going to be healthier. But efficiency-wise, which is the big the big thing for me, I think the efficiency might slightly go up. But you're looking at a preview of what it might be uh, the next couple years. Like last last year is a preview of what it might be in a year or two. 
Because I, I don't think I don't see how he's going to hold up for much longer. Right. So okay. With so, those touches, if so you I reduce it and you start working in Tony Pollard, then then that's different. But go ahead, Nick. Go ahead. So I have a comparison. So right now, Ezekiel Elliott's 2016 Panini Prism PSA 10 is going for about 185 to 200. Right. So then I looked at Ladanian Tomlinson. That's a Hall of Fame running back right there. No doubt. That's a Hall best. When I See, that's what I'm saying. When we talk Hall of Fame, you know. I know. You yeah. don't got a question. Oh, you're getting me excited for the next one. You don't that's got a question. That, that's exactly what I'm talking about. It's way too early for me for that Zeke stuff. So, that's just, but that's my point. So for me, it's like, okay, 185 to 200, right? Right now. Yeah. Are you selling or are you holding? For LT? No. Are you, are you selling Zeke right now for 200? Because... When I looked at 2001 Tops, Landanian Tomlinson's rookie card, PSA 10, it's been going for about 300 to 350. I think it's fucking crazy. Yeah, I, I would buy that and, and put it in a safe. So you're telling me I can have two Zeeks or one LT rookie? I'm taking LT all day. All and day it's long. Not even How is that even question. possible? <laughs> uh, this is my point. This is so, crazy talk. So I brought up Tiki Barber because I was just like, you know what? I thought Tiki was pretty good, right? Uh huh. So I was looking at his rookie card. And I'm like, okay, 1997 SP Authentic Tiki Barber Rookie PSA 10 is going for 125. What? So my thing is, do you sell Zeke at 200? Because the ceiling for running backs isn't high, and the low isn't that low, but it's 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 lower where he is now. So my thing is, I'm taking the money. I'm selling all my running backs. Everybody out there looking for advice, I am selling all of my running backs rookie cards. Why? Because the ceiling isn't high. So I'm taking all that money. I'm selling the rookies, running backs, and I'm, I'm putting the quarterbacks. Quarterbacks is the money. And see, Nick, I, I have to add to this because, like, you know the market better than me here. Um, I make some good guesses, and I have good idea of value of players in general, but maybe not so, uh, trans, you know, in, in terms of the card market. I definitely know players, though. That's me. My thought when you said this, my thought is like the average fan, what do they love? They love skill position players. They love quarterbacks. They love running backs probably as much as quarterbacks in most cases. And then they love receivers. My thought is what probably what everyone else here is thinking. They're like, oh, my God, like I would love to have running back cards. When you say that to me, I'm like, oh, hell no. I, I don't want any part of any running backs. And I'm selling that Z card because that's probably at the top of its value, especially when you say Tiki's that low and LT, who who's arguably the best running back ever. He's not my my goat. I would say Barry Sanders, but um, he's LT like, is he the gets goat. he gets talked about by our generation as potentially the greatest running back um, because they didn't see all these older guys play. And I watch a lot of old films, so don't count me, but. That guy is only going for what three? You said three eighty-five. I mean, I mean, LT is going for about three hundred to three fifty, and the population of it is only like one hundred and sixty to one hundred and sixty PSA tens in the world. See, that's laughable I'm, to me. I'm, I'm, so I don't understand that. He's I, going. I'm buying LT. I'm, I, I would buy LT, but at the same time, there's no ceiling to. It. I yeah. mean, the ceiling is already there. Like if LT is three fifty. How much higher is it going to get? That's a twenty-year-old car. I'm yeah. saying how, how much, much higher is it going to get? get? I'm so, saying buy Zeke. I'm I'm Later. investing I'm, yeah. I'm, invest I'm, I'm investing into quarterbacks because I think they have the most upside. And Zeke isn't like dynamic. No. He's just a runner. Between the tackles, yeah. Hard put your head runner. down. Yeah. You know, run it bouncing off of people. He can catch. He's he got, he's got yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just 
He isn't the hey, type that make you miss an, He doesn't soft, make you miss in the open field. He's just trying to run over you. I, that's arguable too. That's but arguable. He jumps over people. I, I think he was I'm saying he's not dynamic. juking somebody. He's, he's jumping not over somebody. I got you. No, bro. he's not anymore yeah. for sure. But like the beginning, this guy could do everything, and I I was terrified of him. As an Eagle fan. You could go <laughs> see clips though in his first, second, third year where he legitimately could have made a move to the outside and scored a touchdown, but he tried to run over them. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's fair. That's fair to say for sure. He definitely prefers to to run. He did it to people. uh <laughs> who did he do it to on the Seahawks? We were laughing, dude. We were watching the game. Where he jumped over somebody? No. Was it Cam Chancellor? Where he ran him over? Yeah, it was. Might have been. Nah. And that, it was like the preseason game, and we were cracking up because he ran over him. He lowered his shoulder. It was his first preseason game. Earl Thomas, I think it was. Maybe it was. We were watching. I forget was that where the we end were watching. Of Earl Thomas's career. <laughs> we might have been at my house. I think it was me, you, to. Tom. I because we started cracking up when we saw that because we were like, "Yo, holy shit!" Yeah, he's for real. <laughs> <laughs> welcome, welcome to the NFL. Yeah, that was the moment. Over. Was that the moment Earl Thomas decided to become a criminal? Yeah, <laughs> I mean seriously, <laughs> Earl. That guy. I mean, uh, now I'm pretty thankful we had Brandon Graham, who's still a stud. So yeah, like I, I, I think <laughs> I think the bottom line for me is I'm selling all the running backs because I just don't see the ceiling being too high. You know, like in comparison to quarterbacks, where Brady's rookie cards going for like what, twenty, thirty thousand dollars and then, you know, you got Drew Brees going for at least a couple thousand. So like for me it's just a quarterbacks. Because they're not a dime a dozen. Yeah. They're right. few and far between. Like running backs, you yeah. can you can pick them up off the street and Exactly. Yeah. And they can work. I mean you do get like you do get um Ezekiel Elliott's and I don't know Jerome Bettis's and stuff like that, but you just you could pick up any old guy and insert him and it, it can work. Like at one point Wendell Smallwood was Doing great for the Eagles. Yeah, so <laughs> you know, my advice Shout for, out yeah. So my advice to everybody listening would just be just sell all your you know rookie running backs and reinvest. Get QBs. I, I think that's the way to go. You know, go quarterback or put your money into basketball and other sport. Whatever you want to do. I'm definitely with. taking I mean, your you advice. Money, whatever. I'm definitely taking his advice now. I just I just don't see the value in running backs and like you know what's funny too? It's like to be a Hall of Fame running back, you have to have some serious credentials because there's only 28 Hall of Fame running backs in the NFL history. I'm so happy you no said sign. that because that leads us right into our next topic, which I've been I've been waiting for this. I've been waiting for it. Guys, the great eagle, LaShawn Shady McCoy, will be likely i don't think he's going to latch onto a team this year maybe as a veteran presence maybe an, as an injury replacement for the box or something um but currently a free agent which means i'm thinking this is probably his last year and i think he knows it too because he's kind of talking that way he's been talking a lot more to, to the media and talking about his career and talking about all, all kinds of subjects so let's just assume one thing here we'll, we'll assume his career is over um that makes him eligible for Canton in five years. So that's 2026. Guys, is Shady Hall of Fame bound? And I want your responses first because I'm going to blow you away here. No. Okay. He's a Hall of Fame eagle. He is not a Hall of Fame running back. Tell me why. Shady to me isn't a franchise-altering running back. He's a good running back. Even great. You could say, I, 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 don't, I don't think so. No, no. He's just not. He's, he's not franchise altering. Like, when he went to Buffalo, did they ever make the playoffs? 
That team was. I mean, mm. like when you say when you think of LaShawn McCoy, like you're like, oh my god, the greatest thing happened. You think of the snowball game, the Lions. Like that was his. That I mean, was one of the best games I've ever watched. I'm not counting awesome. on a running back to get me into the playoffs. Like look at look at Adrian Peterson. He did it in 2012, which he did several times. But I mean, there were many times where they didn't make the playoffs too in, in his prime. I know that. That's but I'm not just, the running back's job for me. I understand That's what you're the saying. Quarterback. I just my thing is is like I know he's got great stats yards per carry and all that to me though he's just not a whole like i don't look back at like all the great running backs and i'm like yeah Lashawn mccoy so this is an eye test thing for you yeah yeah like just off my eye test that's like he doesn't like he wowed me with his juke moves and things like that like he was he was electric but he's just not a hall of famer here's his type he was an elusive back he might have been one of the greatest ever in terms of i'll tell you right now he's not better than brian westbrook brian westbrook even said he's better than him hell no i don't know what Brian Westbrook's doing in his And he's retirement. very honest. Yeah, Brian Westbrook is better than LaShawn McCoy. No way. <laughs> but that's okay. You're you're allowed to have your opinion. I would take Brian Nick, Westbrook over LaShawn McCoy, I'm dying McCoy, to bro. hear what you 100%. think, 100%. I'm dying to hear this. Okay. So because is LaShawn McCoy a Hall of Famer? Yes. And that doesn't mean it's got to be first ballot. It doesn't mean second ballot. Like, tell me if you think he's ever going to get in. There's 28, 28. You don't think... You think McCoy's better than Westbrook, over, like as a whole? Yeah, do you definitely? Really? And I love like they were both favorite players. Like I absolutely admired Brian Westbrook. I loved him. He's one of my favorite Eagles ever. Awesome. Me too. Me too. And he's such a nice guy too. So, I mean, and yeah, he's got a better story. I would say like he came out of Villanova for Christ's sake. Well, I'm not even saying so of, much of that. Like you know, I just I I could. Just off of eye tests, like he had better hands. But like he was just awesome. Nobody man. I loved him. Nobody thought that Brian Westbrook was going to be who he was because he was a third round pick from Villanova. So shout out to him on that. He was definitely the underdog of the two. But Nick, I, I'm I'm waiting to hear your opinion. I really am. I'm going to sit back and enjoy this. I moment. need to know this. I'm going to be honest with you. It's it's a no for me because my thing is impact, right? Like. We're talking impact. If I looked at the Eagles roster when he was on the Eagles, and I'm like, all right, we're playing, we're playing against the Eagles. I'm not like, oh shit, like they have a Hall of Fame running back in McCoy that we got to worry about. Like, I'm sorry to hear that. Well, Louder. That's fine. That's you can Louder. be sorry all you want, but the bottom line is, I don't think he's Hall of Fame running back because, like I said, there's only 28 of them in history. And shit, if you're gonna put him in the Hall of Fame, you could put Clinton Portis in the Hall of Fame. I mean. I, I loved Clinton Portis. Portis you so. could. He was the shit, bro. You I, loved, I loved him, but he longevity. He was the most unstoppable was, running like, back in Madden. Shady had a longer career than him. Two years. And a more effective prime Two for years. sure. Mm. Two years. His prime was much longer than Clinton Portis's. Cool. Clinton Portis started going downhill after he, he got traded. He had a couple good years, but... In Washington, that was a Hall of Fame show. For me, that's a Hall of Fame career. I mean, for how many years, though? In, in Washington. He was there for at least no, seven. No, I'm saying like how many yeah. of them were like who was his wow years I to could, me. You want me to tell you right now? I do. I could tell you how it happened. <laughs> Nick, I want to hear. His, yeah, wait. Who was his quarterback? Because I'm, Clinton Nick, Porter. I'm going to need more from you. I, I got so much here please, for Shady. Please, I'm going to need more from I'm, you before I get into to, it. I'm here to argue. So my point is, <laughs> if you put LaShawn McCoy in the Hall of Fame, you have to put Clinton Portis. Let me tell you, let me let me give you some numbers. He's got nine thousand nine hundred and twenty-three career rushing yards, seventy-five touchdowns in seven years. And I'm sorry, nine years. He averages a thousand yards a season, right? Portis, yeah, 
averages a thousand yards a season, about what nine touchdowns a year. He That's was a touchdown. Good he was a touchdown machine. That's good numbers. So I, I love them. I mean, you don't got to sell me on Clinton Porter. So my thing he's is, not a Hall of Famer, but I, I love him. He's not a Hall of Famer, but why is McCoy? Eagles bias. No, exactly. Way. Eagles not bias. One thousand percent right now. I can't wait for this. Okay, I'm. I mean, if you're not done. By all means, keep going. I, I got a long <laughs> list for you. To, to I got a long you, list. To be honest with you, I don't need to say more. He's not a Hall of Famer. Period. Bottom line. Period. I don't think he is. Because join the island. I don't think he was appreciated enough. And this is this is not as an Eagles fan. I don't think he was appreciated enough by anybody nationally. Nothing. I don't think he got as much love as he should have. But just because but he wasn't appreciated, just because Mike, he wasn't appreciated. Oh no, he was underrated. Let's hear it. He Let's was underrated and underappreciated. Let's hear it. Where should I start? You tell I me. Got, I got a long list. Because, brother, like, I, you're going you're gonna to change your mind after this. Doubtful. Okay? First thing first. When you make the all-decade team, you make the Hall of Fame. I mean, literally. So let me, let me give you the list, okay? Here's the all-decade team. <sighs> Hold on one sec. Hold on. Where did I have it? Do, 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 do. Yeah, hurry up, dude. I got to take a piss. <laughs> yeah, me too. Let's, 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 let's talk about it. Yeah, let's talk about it. All right, while well, he's looking up these stats yeah, that are going to prove nothing. It was Adrian Peterson, Frank Gore, Marshawn Lynch, LaShawn McCoy on the all-decade team for the 2000s decade, okay? Say that again. LaShawn McCoy, okay. Frank Gore, Marshawn Lynch, and Adrian Peterson made the all-decade team. Okay, there's two Hall of Famers in that conversation. Adrian Peterson and Frank Gore. Period. I agree with that. I agree. But I have to say this, though. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Best of the decade. So, generally speaking, number one, if you're the best in the NFL at any position for a five-year period, you usually get in. But if you're the best for a 10-year period, you're like a, a mortal lock almost. Okay. Most people would probably assume. Let me, let me ask you a question. Who do you think... I mean, just opinion-wise, it could be stat-wise. Tell me who was the best running back of the 2010s decade. I'm probably going to guess that you'll say Adrian Peterson, right? Duh. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, it's the only answer. And, yeah, and, I was. And his yeah. his career. I mean, he started before the 2010s, so you're not going to believe this, guys. Okay, Shady has him beat. 2010 to 2019, Shady led the NFL. Led the NFL. 10,434 rushing yards. 13,923 scrimmage yards. He led the NFL in both. That's more than Adrian Peterson, guys. That's my first stat. Anything? Nothing? Crickets? Well, okay. He, yeah, What's I next? Mean, but he had more. He had almost 2,000 more scrimmage yards than any other player during the decade. Than any other NFL player, not just running backs. He had almost 2,000 more scrimmage yards than all of them. He but also had Jeremy Macklin, Deshaun Jackson, and Andy Reid. Adrian Peterson was by himself. What's that got to do with anything? They, they a didn't lot. have a, a I mean, fantastic offensive line? Deshaun McCoy in 2012 a, was not running a, the Vikings to the playoffs. They had probably so. the best power running scheme in the NFL. Who? The Vikings. Simply because of the Eagles were a spread team. They like they they were a pass first team for sure. So that should have opened it, should it open up, up the, the, the game. Exactly. Does it though? The Sean. Sure Hell does. yeah, absolutely. Because he's done. Mike. He did it. He did it with. He did it with Nick Foles. He did it with Michael Vick. Like what did it matter? Like he he did it regardless of quarterback. I mean, I, I the just, Eagles I, offensive line wasn't let's say 
2017 You didn't caliber. need the game plan for LaShawn McCoy, though. How not? No, you had a game plan for him. He was very this guy dynamic. Was, I'm this not going to take that away This guy was arguably the most dangerous guy in the, on the second level uh, on the second level of the field, I'm not going to come up come up here and shit on Lashawn McCoy. No, I'm no, a fan I'm not shitting on him. I'm, I'm just saying I, he's not Hall of Fame for me, though. Yeah, like I just when I, I don't a player, I'm like, oh, he's Hall of Fame. Adrian Peterson, Hall of Fame. It's just automatic in your head. Yeah, like to me, when you said like when we were joking the other night when we were texting, and you said that, like my first thing, I just was probably like, no, and then you went into your whole little thing, but we don't have to go there. I saved my summary for tonight because <laughs> I'm not even near done. I'm at like point number one, and I'm gonna I'm gonna give a shout out to to Ruben Frank here because he pulled these stats out and trust me he is the least biased Eagles guy that, that exists this is a Rube thing here I'm not arguing with Rube he's always right so but here I'll, so I'll give you I'll give you his overall stats where he stands with uh all all timers there's 28 running backs in the hall of fame okay his career yardage 11,102 career yardage ranks 22nd in NFL history um he's 26th in carries and he's 28th in total touchdowns, which I, I thought he would actually be lower on that list because, I mean, obviously he had a couple years where uh, he had one, the one year where he was over 20 touchdowns. Um, but, like, his touchdowns were kind of all over the place. So that was the one thing, like, I thought might hold him back. Um, but overall, it, it shapes up just fine. 28th in the league. So, I mean, that's got to count for something. And like I said, 28 running backs in the Hall of Fame. Those are, those are some pretty good numbers right there. So he's, like, right there, okay? I mean, do you want to say anything to that? Well, he was first team all pro two years, 2011 and 2013. I mean, two, being a first team all pro is pretty, pretty like legitimate, you know? So it's, it's a tough feat to, so I'm going to add to that too. So, so my thing is, it's like, all right, two years, but he played what, 11? Like, I just, I don't like the stats are good. They're great, cool, but there's like I said, there's only 28 Hall of Fame running backs ever. Because remember, so like, I think like the the threshold is like it's high. It's high, yeah. right? The we're, standards we're, like, are high for exactly. a running back. Yeah. When you because you're you're because then you're putting Lashawn McCoy in the same plethora of running backs like in the history of the NFL, like Barry he's one Sanders, of the best. Yeah. Like, and I don't see it's that. Not even. Well, here's the thing, though, guys. It, remember. We're talking about the voters. This is what the voters vote for, and I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to reference what you just said. First, first team All Pro twice. He made the Pro Bowl six times. There's only okay. Let me let me just read this to you. Let me read it word for word. Of 18 eligible running backs who made six Pro Bowls, the only ones who aren't in the Hall of Fame: Don Perkins, who had 8,000 yard seasons with the Cowboys in the 60s. Okay, Don right? Perkins. Don Perkins. And Mike Allstott, who was a fullback. He was a fullback. That's my guy. Those though. are the only two exceptions who didn't make the they didn't make the Hall of Fame after six Pro Bowls. The only running backs who didn't make it after six Pro Bowls. It happened twice. And these are guys like, come on, like, do you think Mike Allstott was a Hall of Famer? No, of course not. Does the Pro Bowl mean anything? It does to the voters. No. It does. But people vote that I bullshit. mean, that's pretty crazy. That's pretty crazy. People vote their favorite player even when they had a down year. So does it really matter? If it was voted by the league, nah, that's like a popularity. You ready for this? If it was voted by the league, I would have more respect for it. We're not done yet, though. We're not done yet. So back to the All Pro part. The only eligible, the only eligible running backs in the last fifty years who made the All Pro team twice, and aren't 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 in the Hall of Fame are Allstott and Priest Holmes, whose career was cut short. I love Priest Holmes. Mm -hmm. I still got his jersey. (laughs) Jersey. Shout out, Seamus. So let me ask you a question, then, Mike. 
Are you taking LaShawn McCoy over Eddie George? Yeah, I am. Yeah. I got his jersey too. I love and Eddie I love George. Eddie George. Dude. I, I love Eddie George. George. Like, he made me a Titans you fan. Just, when I was you a just heard kid, the stats. Dude. I'm giving you history On, here. Uh, like, it's like a Dreamcast. Two guys didn't make the Hall of Fame with these numbers, and this is—I'm not even halfway through my list yet. I got more for you. You could save it because I don't think he's a Hall of Famer, <laughs> brother. <laughs> I just don't give a shit. Like I just don't think he's a Hall of Famer. Hug. I know. Like that's he's, what I'm saying. Now, I know stats-wise. <laughs> You can make the argument. Just for me, for eye test, like, he just not. I Like, I could tell the story not? of running backs without LaShawn McCoy. Yeah. How not? I, I'm, I'm confused, like, how he doesn't pass the eye test. Because this I guy, think, This like, guy escaped contact better than anybody. Like, literally. Like, this, this guy was untouchable on the field. Literally, the most elusive running back in the NFL for 10 years. He but, was more elusive than Adrian Peterson. Really Adrian Peterson was a mix of power and speed. It didn't do anything, though. How not? These I are some of the I best don't... offenses in the NFL over the decade. I just I... and then he goes and, do, and he does it in Buffalo, which was a train wreck. That team, that team was trash, and he didn't do anything to improve them. Bro, like we said, that's not that's the not Vikings the running were back's trash job. Yeah, they were. Yeah, but you can make that's them not better. Yeah, but they went Adrian, to the playoffs with Adrian Peterson. But they he did it several times too Zeke with the Cowboys. Mike, how'd that do them this year when Dak went down? Okay, though, but that's what I'm talking about. Like, like it I, might it might get you to eight nine wins, right? However, that's not how we're getting in the playoffs. It helps. Don't get me wrong. Like this is an elite player, but Adrian Peterson, like you said, he didn't. I mean, he he yes, he literally figuratively carried them a couple of times, but they missed the playoffs. Things I've ever seen. They that missed the awesome. playoffs a handful of times. Yeah, but he was still I, running for ridiculous amount of yards. I got another one for you. So, thanks to his two rings now, uh, yes, he was a backup and it doesn't matter, because remember, look, I don't give a shit if he was backup. Like, yeah, did he earn those rings? Not not in the two places he did. He, he would have earned one in Philly if he got one in Philly, but he didn't earn it. I'm saying if he got one, hypothetically. Oh, 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 he would have earned it. You confused me first. But, yeah, <laughs> no. Like, huh? I'm not saying Philly, yeah. Huh? Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. But I'm like, saying, what? like, rings count in the voters' eyes. Rings count. Right, Peyton Manning got one literally in his worst year. He got a ring, and they counted. Right, that's a little bit. So different. let me that's give you context. no. Let context. me give you. Let me give you. So here's the context for you. But rings don't matter with running. It backs. matters with the voters. Don't even mention so these two now, rings he's got that he he's barely now even suited up. One for. of only four running backs in NFL history with two Super Bowl rings and six Pro Bowls. The others: Franco Harris, Emmitt Smith, Lenny Moore. The problem the is the Hall of Fame committee takes that in consideration. Know, he was on a, a winning team. I know, but it's a bogus stat. Yeah, and he didn't do shit us, on those But teams. I'm saying he's getting in the Hall of Fame. That's my case. And but not for nothing, right? bro. He I'm when, building a case right here. When so ring night that's comes, that's a bullet point. I like it. When, Keep going. When ring night, I'm comes, not done with you yet. Keep don't going. worry. When ring night comes, he's gonna go to the Defer Mall and go to Piercing Pagoda and get his. <laughs> he's going right to the chaos because he didn't do shit for him. He didn't play one snap. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, let me, let me, it's fucking crazy, I'm actually just kind of shocked by that comment. So let Yo. me reel, let me reel it back in. Let me reel it back in. I was in. not expecting Piercing. that. <laughs> Piercing pagoda. That's where he's going for his oh rings, bro. Oh my god. He's picking them up at the country farms. <laughs> oh my god. That's yeah, funny. Let me reel it back in. I, I gotta reel it back in here. <laughs> back to the all decades point, though. Okay. 
the only running backs named to an all-decade team since 1940 who are not in the Hall of Fame is Byron Wizard White from the 1940s, and he only played three years. John David Crow, who made the 1960s all-decade team despite averaging 453 yards per season in the 60s. Literally, every single running back since then who made the all-decade team is in the Hall of Fame. Not this one. So wait, the- he's not this like this. This is a trend like this is you have to take note of this. This is a, this is a legitimate case here. I'm not even done yet. Shall I keep going? No, Nick, I actually want to hear what you just said today. So wait. I talk about the voters. He is literally. OK, there's only two guys who didn't make the all decade team that were running back since 1940. And they're literally nobody that you and I know. You can add LaShawn McCoy to that list too as well, brother. Because he <laughs> I'm not hearing the any, Hall of Fame. <laughs> I'm not hearing any fighting here. I'm not hearing any pushback. You're on the island, man. I'm happy to be on this island. I'll retire pretty. I'm going to be laying on a stack of cash on this island. That's great, man. I, but I, I if, just, I, if I had the money to gamble, I think I'm gonna guaranteeing you. Let me say this. He is guaranteed to make the Hall of Fame. I'm not even done the list yet. Guaranteed. Look at me. He's a guarantee to make it. I'm not even done my list. Next on the list. Eight times in his career, guys. What's wrong with these cats? Eight <laughs> times. Psychotic and iconic. Eight times in his career, he took off for a 40-yard touchdown in the fourth quarter. NFL record. Clutch. Adrian Peterson only has seven of those. Nobody else in the history of the game has four. Nobody. Shady. The clutchest? Oh, who thought that, right? Who thought that? That's a guy who puts his team on the back, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Does that surprise you? I'm just surprised that you have him as you senior Hall of Fame. Yeah, I, I just I can't get I'm, past I, that. I'm literally perplexed. I can't believe it. Confused. It's it's not far fetched, but like you're really convinced that he's a Hall of Fame running no, back. Here, like when hold people on. say. LaShawn McCoy, I don't think they think Hall of Fame. I think because they think he, didn't he get was enough above respect. average back. He was he above didn't. He didn't get enough respect. But he didn't get need, talked about enough. But you need respect to get in the Hall of Fame. But he was legitimately the best running back in the league one year, and he was the best running back of the decade. Fact. He was not Fact. the best running back wait, of, wait, the, of the 2010s wait, whoa, whoa. decade. He was the best running back. Adrian Peterson, like I said, his career started before 2010. So he had a few years. If you said, if you told me from what, two, uh, 2000, uh, 2007 to 2017, Adrian Peterson's the best back in the league. But from 2010 to 2000, the end of 2019, Shady was the best back in football, and it's statistically true. Okay, so who are you taking career wise, Adrian Peterson or LaShawn McCoy? Well, I'm going to take AP. Why? But they're both getting in. Why? Because he was just better. What do you mean? LaShawn McCoy had better stats. For that decade. Like I said, 2007, 2017, Adrian Peterson's production is going to be better than Shady's from 2010 to 2019. Although, don't don't quote me on it because I could actually be wrong. I could be wrong. I don't have it in front of me. But I'm just saying, they're both getting in. Frank Gore's getting in, too. You're going to tell me Frank Gore was Frank better Gore's. than Shady? Was Frank Gore better than Shady? Honestly, God, that's not an that's not throw, a throw longevity out say, the window. If I said Frank Gore, I'm not like that's not a crazy. He's a Hall of but Famer. But was he better than Shady? He's a Hall of Famer. I'm asking you a question. Was he better than Shady? I'm going to take him over Shady. Was he better than him? 
in, in terms of what? You sound like you're struggling to say that he's better. What are you, what are you wait, actually on, asking? Are you asking on. if— They're both going to get in. So who was the better running back? Overall running back. Who was better to you? The fact you got to think about it just tells me this guy is a Hall of Famer. I, I, I'll no. take Frank Gore. You're, you're thinking about a I Hall of Famer versus your non-Hall of Famer. So here's the thing. Here's They're the both thing. getting in. I think Frank Gore was better. I just think Frank Gore was suffocated in San Francisco when they were when they no. were bad. The problem with Frank, Frank Gore, Gore is, got more carries. The problem with it. The problem with Frank Gore is everybody's so clouded of his whole, entire career because of his last. I'm not six years or so because yeah. he was on. One year deals. Frank Gore was a stud. He didn't get enough love either. He's just getting recognized now. He's he, you're that is hundred percent no, accurate. But this, this is what I'm saying. It's the same thing. We're going to be talking about Shady in a few years. We're going to be talking about it when the, when the debate yeah, comes not up. Not making Hall of Fame, bro. You, I don't know what you're smoking. I mean, you hear what I'm saying? Listen, listen, listen. <laughs> Next up on the list, his receiving numbers because he was an all-purpose back. This is a three-down back. This guy could catch the football too. During his 12 seasons in the NFL, Shady led all NFL running backs with 518 receptions. That's the 15th most catches all time by an NFL running back. Okay. He's one of only seven players in NFL history, not just running backs, with 10,000 rushing yards and 500 catches and one of only two with an average of 4.5 or higher. Roger Craig comes to mind, right? Who are, who are some legit dual threat backs that come to mind? Give me a few that come come to your head that are in the Hall of Fame. I mean, because he's is, there's is not Roger, many in the Hall of is Fame. That's my, point. Better? Oh, it's, that's, that's my that's, point. That's my point. That's, that's what makes him so but my dynamic. Thing is, is too. You could tell the story of the running backs of the NFL and leave Lashawn McCoy out of there. Exactly. Like you don't have to bring up Lashawn McCoy to. But I, couldn't you do the same with Frank Gore too? And that's in that same note. No, because because largely irrelevant nationally. It's not fair. I don't agree with it's it. It's just because he's not flashy. That's all it is. Like the show Shady McCoy, was flashy. Exactly. exactly. And that's why he's getting buzzed for the Hall of Fame right now because he was flashy. And he, he caught was, himself shady. The Very elusiveness. He was literally, I mean, I don't see how you don't say it just off the eye test. What most people would think is, oh, eye test, this guy was fucking phenomenal. But he was. They don't realize the stats, too. No, he was an awesome player. I love LaShawn McCoy, dude. I'm an Eagles fan. But like I said... Like, he created something out of nothing more times than not. This guy rarely got any negative yardage. He rarely even got hit. Um, second level on the field, though, look out. like Because he's getting there every time. He's missing tackles. So he's getting to the second level. Goodbye. He's gone. Like That's, that's just how it was. I'm calling it how I saw it. I'm calling it how it was statistically. All right, so you just said Frank Gore. Would you take Shady over Sean Alexander? Yes. I would. Oh, yeah, I would too. Edron James? And most people would say Sean Alexander was better than Frank Gore. They would say Edron James was better than Frank Gore too. I love Frank Gore's going to – so did I. I loved Edron James. I'm just James, telling man. you how – I'm telling you how it is. Curtis Martin, though, dual threat back. He's in, right? That's what I'm looking was at. Was Shady this. better than Curtis Martin? <laughs> Give me your opinion. <sighs> I say yes, and I'm not even thinking twice. He was better than Curtis Martin. He was better than Roger Curtis, Craig. my favorite Martin. Curtis Martin was good. Dude. Come on, I'm building a pretty damn good case right here. No, I? I, I'm, I'm not saying you're not, but like... I'm not even done yet. I still have more. My thing is, it's like... More. You want it? My thing is... You want pause, it? fam. Big pause. You want it? You want it? <laughs> yeah, bro. <laughs> you want it? <laughs> Oh my God, that will never get I'll old. I'll hit you with the best one, the one that 
like besides the all decade stuff because that's like it makes it seem like a, a no-brainer he's getting in just based on what what the voters say the voters say he's getting in off of it but i'll hit you with this one because our judgment here i would say the thing that stands out most the stat that stands out the most for a running back is yards per carry right if you're averaging the most yards per carry you're the best right that's our that's the way you measure a running back right okay where do you think he stands with that yards per carry uh i'm actually i think i read this is is it 7.2 what no, seven point two yards a carry. No, I'm, shit, I'm, he'd be I'm, in my whole. I know, I'm at. He'd I'm be at Nick's did you mean seventh in history? <laughs> yes, because you're correct there. He is seventh in NFL yes. history among running backs with two thousand career carries with a four point five two career I knew. yards per carry. Career that uh, yeah. includes I know all that of his shit years, all of his fucking shit stats at the end of the career. Those ones count read, too. Where is Clint exactly Porter's rank? I'm not sure. I don't have it in front of me. Mike, you want to pull that up? But I got to tell you what something. What am I looking up? Clinton Portis. Yards per carry, NFL history. Clinton Portis will probably be up there. I, but Shady like, is seventh on that list. Because it's like seventh. Clinton Portis is not a, a Hall of Fame running back, but like his stats are almost kind of comparable to the Sean And wait, voice. get this. You guys, your GOAT is LaDainian Tomlinson, right? That's your GOAT running back. 4.4. Four. He's absolutely. Is he the best amazing. running back in four NFL point, history? Yeah, 4.4 for Clinton Portis. So there you go. Better than Clinton Portis, like I said. That's pretty good. Yeah. Shady was 4.52. No big deal. That's better, like I said. Now, hold on. <laughs> 7.2 yards a carry. Oh, my God. I'm Yo, shot. I'm it felt so like shot. that sometimes. But listen, listen. LT's your GOAT, right? For me, he is. I, I He's the don't. best running back in NFL history to you guys. That I've ever seen? I yeah, said Barry Sanders. I used to love Barry Sanders. Best running back in NFL history. I had his blue jersey. Tell me your best running back in NFL history. LaDainian Tomlinson. LT. So, there you go. And also, let me put this that, out there. Th- hold on. Time out. Before we get crazy, LT was the best that I've ever seen. That's what I'm saying. That's all I'm I saying. That's ever all I'm saying. personally seen. That's I've never watched Walter that's okay. Payton. You're st- I've watched Emmett, but he was at the tail end of his career. So here, let me give you something about Emmett. Emmett's the rushing yard leader, right? Up until just recently. He was the all-time leader in rushing yards. Hold that name. Walter Payton. Also regarded by many as the best running back of all time. Hold that thought. Eric Dickerson, right in the conversation. Probably below Barry Sanders and Walter Payton in the conversation. Okay? Let me remind you of something. Dual threat back. Marshall Falk, probably the best dual threat back in NFL history, right? Marshall Falk was the man, dude. He was the beast. I forgot about Hold that him. thought. Tony Dorsett, dual threat guy, right? Of course. Earl Campbell, another one who's uh, definitely regarded as one of the best running backs of all time right you guys may not have seen any of his footage i have watched a ton of it but he was like the power back okay before the adrian petersons of the world he was the guy it'll run your ass over and he did it for for years okay okay what i'm getting at here is shady's yards per carry mark is higher than 29 of the 40 running backs already in the hall of fame remember there's 28 that were post uh, like the modern era. So 40 that are in the Hall of Fame, 28 in the modern era, and his yards per carry mark is greater than 29 of them, including the guys I just mentioned. Emmett Smith, Walter Payton, LT, Eric Dickerson, Marshall Falk, Tony Dorsett, Earl Campbell. And you mentioned, listen, there's four guys you could argue as the greatest running back of all time in, in that sentence. 
and then the best all-purpose guy in Falk. And Shady's got a higher yards per carry than all of them. And he's still not a Hall of Famer. Tell me why. Because here's my thing. Why? I, I need when, facts. I'm going to tell you why. It, it's public perception. 100%. When people say names like Earl Campbell, Walter Payton, Barry Sanders, they're thinking. They're goats. Fucking goats. They're legends. Right? When you say LaShawn McCoy, eh, he was he was a good player. That's it. That's it. That's I know. That's literally then, the conversation that if you're that using had. that argument, how how is Frank Gore getting in? Using that argument because no way he was talked about. How's Frank Gore getting in? Longevity, twenty years. Almost. Well, Shady's got the longevity too. His 20, stats are better. Years? No, his sixteen years, almost fifteen years. Who? And he's got like he's, Frank he might Gore. be on eighteen yeah. for that matter. I don't even remember the number <laughs> yeah. because it just keeps going and he's he's ageless. But that's my point though. I'm using the same argument Frank you're saying. Frank Gore was drafted in 2005. You guys think Frank Gore is getting in. So I'm using the same logic, and I'm, I'm asking you the same question. But you say Frank Gore is getting in, and Shady's not. And I just, I just clearly, like, Frank Gore is not even comparable to Shady, other than that he played a few more years. Right? That's, that's, this, is a, this is a real case, and I have one more point for you, actually. That's debatable, man, because I got one more Frank point. Gore has been pretty good throughout his career, man. But listen, so, you guys couldn't tell know. me emphatically that Two Frank Gore was better than Shady. You guys both paused, long, long pause, by the way, when I asked you who was better of the two. Because it, it really depends on what kind of back you like, right? Like me, I like the elusive guy. But I'm talking about as I far like as who guys. was better, period. Facts. Better. It, 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 but... It Shady. Com- That's a hard down. comparison. It's two it's different hard, running backs. Two different, two but different you say one's getting in the Hall of Fame and one is not. Because I think Frank Gore is better. But you had a problem with that a few minutes ago. No, I, th- I was thinking about it. Like, I just can't say it right off the top. Like, that's exactly who I think. I just had to think for a but minute. But you had to like, think because yeah. literally uh, but I'm not Shady's th- case is better than Frank no, Gore's and Lash- Frank's getting in. I'm saying LaShawn McCoy, like, I get I get what you're trying to say, that, like, all his stats are screaming Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame. I just, like, for me, I, like, he doesn't, to me, like, I don't, I don't, I... It's public perception. Yeah, I'm like, I'm you, trying man. to say, like, I just, I could go back and talk about football and not say, like, oh, my God, remember what LaShawn McCoy did? But we're not going to do that with Frank Gore, though, either. That's the point I made. I think you are, though, because now he we're has gonna the talk longevity. About, we're going to talk about Frank Gore as a, as a piece of history, other than the fact that he just, he's like a meme now. It's, it's just crazy. like Frank Gore is ageless. Dude, people That's still it. have Frank Gore on their fantasy he's team. He's a meme. Yeah. When you need a quick fill-in. Shout out, Seamus. Yeah. And myself. <laughs> and myself, too, because I had him on my roster. I had injuries. <laughs> yeah. Had other than injuries. that nice, long resume I just Nick gave had you. injuries. Tired legs. <laughs> yeah. Fucking disgrace. Other than that nice long resume, which was a fucking resume. That's a resume, guys. Shady's getting in off of that alone. And I didn't even give you the number that's probably considered the most by the voters. Okay? Pro Football References Hall of Fame monitor considers all players at every position, measures their Hall of Fame chances based on a bunch of metrics uh, comparing to past Hall of Famers, and they assign them a score. Okay? And they compare them to Hall of Famers at their position. Shady's Hall of Fame metric score. 83.14. Every running back in NFL history with a score that high is in the Hall of Fame. Every single one. Every single one. And that, literally, that monitor doesn't even count receiving stats. Every single running back with that score got in. He's getting in, guys. Do you think he's a slam dunk? Slam dunk. I'm not saying first ballot, but he's a slam dunk to get in. It's, It's going to happen. He's getting in. Whether you like it or not. 
And you can say whatever you want about telling history. This case is done. It's case closed. I just don't think that when the ballot comes out, people are actually going to select LaShawn McCoy yeah. as a Hall of Fame running back in four or five years. Like I think there's going to be other names on that list that are going to be more appealing than LaShawn McCoy. I want a real case against him. And though. again, when and you, again when it we comes visited, down to public perception. That's how I think. It's like, it's an eye test, man. I, I, that, that's my, really that's what I'm saying. Like, I know you're test. throwing out all those stats, and, and I get it. And it's and just he was for a me, great it's just player. Like, he was yeah. awesome, but he wasn't franchise-altering to I, me. Like, I, like, Adrian Peterson is a franchise running back. Well, guys, I mean... It's like you didn't trade LaShawn McCoy to the Bills and everybody's like, oh my God, oh my God. There's like, okay, he's going to go die in Buffalo. Well, it was yeah. just rated as the third worst trade of the decade. They traded him for a dude with two bum knees. Well, that's not that's not our fault that Chip Kelly's a moron. <laughs> Kiko Alonso? Yeah. And then he leaves the Eagles and goes to Miami and was ranked like... It was awesome after that. It was like a top five linebacker for I him. I mean, with flaws, but yeah, he could, he, he could play... Yeah, to a degree. Yeah, it's but point being, guys, this case is closed. Listen, Phil, put the mic, uh, put the put the camera on me real quick. Don't do that. Please. I mean, it's not even it's not even close, guys. I I'm waiting for an argument against this. Let's revisit it in a few years. Okay. I'm waiting for a real case against this. We'll see who's around. You give a me some real. You I give just me gave numbers. you a good case. You, you didn't. You give I me your opinion. I said was was actually kind of comparable. He had nine thousand. Put this, put this back yards. on me, Phil. I want it back on me. Case closed. Till further notice, and we're gonna we're gonna go into one more quick thing, guys, because we're running over time here. But NHL Stanley Cup predictions: Tampa Bay's up one zip. Tampa Bay versus Montreal. Who do you got? Give me your pick, and we're calling it a night. Tampa and five. Tampa and six. I like Tampa and five. I originally said six, but they are the most talented team, uh, top to bottom. I don't see how they lose. They're healthy. But Montreal, kudos to them for getting there. So, that being said, take it from there. Yeah, we're going to wrap that up. That was a fun episode. Thank you guys for hanging out with us. Don't forget to uh, like, subscribe, and also hit the notification bell. We are also on uh, Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And we'll see you guys all next week.